the pizza party podcast who are you people oh hey it's jim it's me uh shing shang chong from my new hit movie uh rush hour five oh we shit eddie murphy ah shit i can't uh, wait to see that uh yeah i'm ace yeah we have someone else here it's ace he re- he's replacing nolan nolan uh broke his non-disclosure agreement and he won't be seeing us for a while until next week yeah, he, he like put him in the force somewhere where a whole bunch of angry fans are chasing him now oh yeah well uh nolan actually sent us a message uh we we sent him out into the forest with a bunch of uh his his fans and he had this audio clip oh my god okay i think i do i think i lost them i'm sorry guys i couldn't make it onto the podcast oh fuck they're coming back. Shit! I, I can't play the audio clip. It's I have my headphones on, so pretend you heard it and you know. It's okay. Messed up. Yeah. Man, Nolan's oh. on a big adventure. All right, uh, Nolan. Yeah. Nolan's big gay adventure. I hope Nolan's okay theaters. in the woods. I hope he's fucking dead. So who are you? Ace Hero? <laughs> yeah, uh, Ace Hero on Tumblr or Ace the Wim Rider on YouTube. Uh, I create the abridged parody Beyblade Metalment, which you are a frequent member on, Pan. Not really, because there was I think I was on there for like two times, I think. No, you, you've been on like every episode. Have I? So, yeah, there's only five episodes. Like oh. you're you're the you're the announcer guy. He's like he's like, oh hey, last time on Metalment. Uh. I swear you only had me record like three times ever. I no, I got all I got all of them, but like you rarely hear from me afterwards. But you're like every episode, the beginning of it. Yeah, that's him. We'll link to his stuff in the description. Yeah. But anyway, it, it, the next video is gonna be. Did you know Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah. yeah. Also, if anyone has any money to donate, please donate to my Sundar friend, like I said last week, because she was in a ac- car accident and... He lost one eye. It was really serious. No. <laughs> Just... No, but donate if yeah. you have some money. Because medical medical stuff is serious in America. Yeah, I'm going to give her, the, I guess, the Patreon money and whatever. Fucking do nice. it. Get well soon, today. That's very nice of you, Pam. So, anyway, let's get into the news. That's my news thing that I do now. Ladies and gentlemen, the chief of police. Citizens of Leonardo, like the mayor, I too was on my way to a costume party. But interestingly enough, not the same costume party. I'm able to remove my costume, but I've decided to wear it as a protection against the outbreak. That concludes my opening remarks. I will now take your questions about the virus. Supposed to be. I'm Big Mac, the beloved constable and best friend of Ronald McDonald. Now, about the virus. Will this administration ever bring the Hamburglar to justice? No. Yes. Look, does anyone have a question about the deadly virus that could kill us all? Could the virus kill the Grimace? Nothing can kill the Grimace. Okay, so the news. Uh, the McDonald's Hamburglar. You guys know the Hamburglar? Wait, he's oh, been caught? New- They finally got him. Oh my god! Oh my god. It's been year- you know what? I I've I've had so many hamburgers stolen by him, so this is actually a little emotional for me. I, well, this like, is weird. The hamburger didn't steal my burgers. He just slapped the burgers out of my hand and just 
Oh, oh no, he would steal from me. Wait, do you remember? Wait, before you tell me what this news is, do you remember that clerk's cartoon? And he's like, he's like, nothing can stop the grimace. <laughs> oh yeah, like there's a, there's a big story behind what happened when they were making that scene. Like, uh, I probably I've heard it, but it was like ten years ago. What is what, what story? Sorry. Basically, what happened was is since it was on TV, they needed to get approval to use the characters. They needed to get approval for that scene, and like the McDonald's Corporation was like. Yeah, we we feel this paints the grimace in a monstrous light. <laughs> <laughs> you know the grimace. You know the grimace is that purple thing from McDonald's, the big purple lug. Yeah, they Where use grimaces to make their chicken McNuggets available has, now. Has Grim? What does Grimace still do stuff? Is he still around? Or I think he's unemployed now. Does McDonald's do stuff? I don't think so. But but the way they they got they got allowed to make that joke is um. They convinced McDonald's saying, this doesn't make Grimace sound monstrous. It makes him sound powerful and indestructible. <laughs> so I, that's how they reason with the McDonald's to, to allow them to say that. People had to fucking fight to get the, that Grimace joke in there. You know what? I'm glad, I'm glad people fight the good fight because that's yeah. the good fight. I'm, but I'm glad the, the Hamburglar's caught. Like, we got Bin Laden. We got the Hamburglar. Like, now, next, we need to get the Noid. Did you see? Did you no see way. Obama's no, press conference no. when they caught the Hamburglar? He was really reserved, and I thought it shows how good of a president he was because Bush refused to catch the Hamburglar yeah. for years. Why did it take him longer to catch the Hamburglar? But we we caught we caught you know uh, Bin Laden so much faster. But, but you know what? It's pe- with it's attitudes like that that hold America back. The Hamburglar is hard to catch. He had a secret. Uh, location he was living in, stealing hamburgers. Some say they stole from Wendy's. That's not been confirmed. <laughs> Every time when we put like handcuffs on him, he's so greasy, it just slips right out. Yeah, that's, that's why they never caught him. They're like, he's always eating hamburgers. He actually washes his hands and then dries them with hamburgers. Oh. He's he's stolen so many hamburgers. He he's like Scrooge McDuck, except instead of coins, it's hamburgers. It's <laughs> He doesn't use paper towels. He uses like hamburger patties. He actually uses he uses hamburgers to make a plate to eat hamburgers on them. Okay, I don't think it, that makes sense, but he does it. That's how he's the only insane. way. The only way we actually caught was because he was so obese by eating all those hamburgers. He was really slow. He had nowhere to run. But they caught, they finally caught him. It was they caught him at, at they caught him at zero dark thirty o'clock. I think. <laughs> But okay, the real news is that Hamburglar <laughs> got a redesign, and he's what? He's no longer but now. The, he's in the new Splatoon game. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he has that mask on. He looks like a Splatoon character. If you go back to it, it. he's a kid. He's a squid. He's a hamburger. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. So so now instead of looking like this cartoon character, he they made him into a a human being. This he looks like a like someone's chemistry teacher or whatever. Oh yeah, now he looks like a French villain from a silent movie. I saw that. Yeah. He's like he's like gonna tie your girlfriend to the railroad tracks and then steal your burgers. He's crafty. He's crafty. <laughs> this was a necessary redesign for the Hamburglar. You know, he needed a new image after after Obama publicly arrested him. You know. <clears throat> yeah, he was embarrassed. He said something about it being like I don't know, wanted wanted him to look like a dad or something. Which I'll, I'll include a picture of the Hamburglar. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. They wait, wanted the Hamburglar Walter White from Breaking Bad? No, <laughs> they wanted him to look like a dad. 
Wait, he if they wanted, they wanted him to look like a dad, what does that say about the kids of America? I mean, I wish Nicholas was here. She would explain this whole daddy roleplay thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm kind of expecting that maybe he, uh, in this whole thing, he hooked up with the girl from Wendy's, and now they have, like, you know, two new kids now, little, little tater tots to kind of, now they have a whole, you know, family thing going on. Wait, do you mean the the spokesperson or the actual woman who no, Wendy's the, 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 is named after? The the cartoon girl. Okay, because Wendy's is named after a real person. Named, I know, but she's but her name is actually Samantha, which is a little weird. This reminds me when they uh, redesigned the Chuck E. Cheese mascot. Oh yeah, I hate oh that. yeah, I remember this. I, I still, I like I, the I, old one. Uh, the old one gave me nightmares. I mean, so like people were. Do you remember the? He looks very early 2000s now, and I think he's voiced by someone by Bowling for Soup, I believe. Yeah, he's he's voiced by the lead singer of Bowling for Soup, Jared Reddick. Yeah. Big fan. And he does dress like it's the early 2000s, and people are like saying, this is a hideous redesign, but I'm like, did you see what Chuck E. Cheese looks like? <laughs> he never looked good. The original one looks better, Pan. Yeah. The original one gave me nightmares and made me poop myself, and I had to sleep <laughs> in my parents' bed for a week. I mean, maybe they wow. can bring back... that the- sounds like <laughs> the worst eighth. Birthday ever. They can, they can bring back the old Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, like, Five Nights at Freddy's popular. Like, they can, like, grease them up. No, no. I, ugh. I went to Chuck E. Cheese. The, the animatronics there, I went to Chuck E. Cheese. They're still just as creepy as ever. Even, like, they, they gave them redesigns and everything. Those things are still freaky. I don't, I don't know how anyone ever thought those were a good idea. I, I can't believe it's 2015 and there's still, like, these Chuck E. Cheese places with these animatronics there. Yeah, they still have them. Yeah, they we're the CG, am I right, fellas? But you you can't go in unless you have a kid with you. Since I've been told that many <laughs> times. You yeah, can't just hang out the in the time. ball pit. I'm not doing anything weird. I just want to eat pizza <laughs> in a ball pit. Oh my god, I remember this one time. My, my uh, real-life friend was like, at, went to a Chuck E. Cheese, and I think they were 17 at the time. And I don't know, like they were they went in there with their older sister, I think. I guess, uh-huh. and, and like, little kids can't enter unless they're supervised, and, and the, the sister had to leave, but since she, the girl, since my friend was 17, and she was alone, like, she could, she could take care of herself and whatever, she wasn't allowed to leave, she was trapped in there. <laughs> Whoa. Their sister had to, their, their older sister had to drive back and pick them up themselves. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I, I kind of miss the pizza, sometimes I want to go in and be like, look, I won't come in, and I'll totally pay for it. Just, just, just I'll wait here outside of the location. <laughs> just make me a pizza. I'll take it to go. But every time they're like, your demands are crazy, we're calling mall security. So I have a genius idea, Jim. Uh, dress up one of your cats as a, as a little kid, and then like, walk in there. It's the perfect plan. That is There's a good perfect. idea. Yeah, I like my, that idea. My my two nieces, they they are kind of mad at me because I keep having to take them back there, just so, you know I can so I can kind of you know play in the ball pit for a while, and then like you know when they start crying, it's not because they want to you know play; they want to leave. My nieces, I can't do anything fun with them anymore because I'm the one who gets them in trouble. Another oh. hour in the ball pit. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe Jim went to DashCon. Oh yeah, remember when we broadcasted live from DashCon? That was classic. There's a dead body in the ball pit. Wait, is DashCon the convention for people who like Dash from The Incredibles? No. No, it's it's, it's people who like Dash from uh, Danny Phantom. No. Who the fuck is Dash from Danny Phantom? Google it. 
Oh, right, that. Oh, right, isn't that the. Is Danny Phantom anymore? The bully guy? Yeah. I, I, when I heard a Dash Con, I thought it was about Rainbow Dash. I thought it was a pony convention, but it's actually just for Tumblr. The convention. It's just an empty arena with like a ball, one little ball pit, and that's it. Really. Pretty much. Oh, but hey. Me, Pan, and Nola went there. It was, it was something. There, there was still hope for a Tumblr University. Uh, learn I got rejected. I got rejected. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I flunked got... out. Oh, I'm 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 in my sophomore year. I'm majoring in reblogs. Uh, <laughs> Lesson one: Don't add any stupid messages on there that don't belong. Like, lol, this is so funny. Oh well, you should take you should take tagging, uh, the art of tagging, and then some people like there's a whole there was like a whole month on. Should you just do five tags, even though the other tags are still kind of searchable and people might find them? That was an intense class. I don't really I, want to get into all the minutia behind it, but I, I was only in it for the fandom classes. <laughs> Gotta learn about my super who luck. I'm stuck, man. Yeah, I dropped Doctor Who class. Oh man, for some reason people won't believe me on this, but for some reason in America, Doctor Who is playing on Disney XD, the tenth. Yeah. I don't know yeah, oh, no, they, I heard that they signed that deal a yeah, couple, yeah. I have no idea, like, this was a, I don't think this is a kid's show, is it? I, don't, uh, I mean, it wasn't, like, it, the 50s I mean, or it, it was originally made as, like, a, a, a kid's show. Yeah, it was originally, like, this educational show, and, uh, <laughs> Well, it was never, it was always kind of a sci-fi show, but they said it was a kid's educational show. But it is weird that it's on, like, because it's on the sci-fi channel, PBS, BBC America, and now Disney XD. It's like, like, look, Doctor Who's cool, but like, one channel is enough. Like, come on. A new generation of Whovians. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> remember when Disney XD got Naruto? Dar oh my, I remember that. <laughs> oh god. Naruto Shippuden, that's what it was. Yep. Oh no. And for the longest time when Tsunami came back, they couldn't air it because Disney had the, Disney just held the rights even though they stopped playing it. Yeah, but eventually Toonami got, got back, like Dragon Ball Z, because uh, Nicktoons owned the rights to Dragon Ball Z on for TV distribution. And they only played GT. Oh, right, they played GT. Oh, hey, news! Another news! Wait, hold on, I have one more thing to say about the Hamburglar redesign. Thank God they didn't go with the gangster redesign or something. Oh, no, this is the 90s. Yeah, what was the 90s design? Like, at the 90s, uh, Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan were making product tie-ins together, and there was all these all t-shirts these with them dressed as gangsters, the Looney Tunes, all Bye -bye. tattooed up and whatever. Well, do you remember the McDonald's redesign where they took Ronald McDonald and he looked like he was, like, our real monsters or something? Oh, no, that uh. those animated episodes that they, I think, gave out for free on... And kids' meals. They, yeah, they it's like a full VHS. Yeah. <laughs> what was the deal with that? I, I don't know. It was. I actually. Was I by, actually remember that. It was by Clatsy Supo, the ones who made uh, Rugrats and stuff, and Rocket Power, mm -hmm. and All Real Monsters. Oh, Ken would have. Ken would have loved to hear that. Yikes! Wait, Nolan. I meant to say Nolan. No. Oh, no. I want to make fun of Ken too. Can I make fun of Ken? You're not paid enough. Although I heard like some of those episodes are actually lost and really hard to find. I actually remember my neighbor from the old house I used to live in years back had one of those VHSs, and we watched it a few times. Like, I, I don't know why we found it so enticing. Ugh. We just did. It was weird. But hey, other news. The Ratchet & Clank film, the one based on the video game, is finally getting a release date and a distributor. Like uh, the ones who made um, 
Paranorman, Coraline, they're going to be distribute the movie. They're not going to make the movie. This is a CGI movie, and it's going to be released on April 29th, 2006. I mean, 2016. What? Whoa, it's oh getting released in the wait, past? Wait, wait. <laughs> Whoa, studio, studios are getting crafty. They're like, let's just release this 10 years ago. Hey, remember that Ratchet and Clank movie? Yeah, the CGI one. So, what is Ratchet and Clank? Ratchet and Clank is a video game on PlayStation where this this what's up PlayStation? I, I think it's whatever. <laughs> isn't this isn't the podcast about cartoons? It's a cat or something? I don't know. Isn't it's it like a furry. the same thing as what's Timon and Pumbaa? What's Timon? What animal? Meerkat. A meerkat. Yeah, I think he's a meer. I think uh, Ratchet's a meerkat, and they have all these devices, and it's a platformer, and they jump around and use all these weird, crazy inventions to it's fight just... monsters. I think and real grind or whatever i don't know i, I never played it maybe, maybe they maybe they skate around and uh tag walls with spray paint no i wish this isn't jet set radio or sunset overdrive <laughs> but so if if this movie's coming out then hopefully that uh sly cooper movie that they announced will be coming out soon then also what is sly cooper it's some <laughs> raccoon that steals stuff and he's an asshole Hey, oh, regular show. Jim doesn't play video games. In other release news, BoJack Horseman, the Netflix exclusive cartoon sitcoms thingy, is going to be released on July 17th on Netflix. Ooh. It's going to be even unfunnier than ever. Shut the fuck up, Ken. <laughs> it's not funny. Ken hates BoJack Horseman. Oh, it's really? It's not funny. <laughs> I've only watched watch this one. one. It was okay, but I need to. I wanted to watch the rest of them. Yeah. People were really noting. Funny. People were noting that uh, BoJack Horseman isn't the idea that he was on a crappy sitcom in the '90s, right? Yeah. And isn't the sitcom kind of supposed to be like Full House? Pretty much. And so now Netflix not only has a show making fun of Full House, but also has the Full House sequel. Oh, maybe there'll be like some sort of crossover thing. I so hope so. Oh, Jesus. I can Fuller that. House. Uh. I hope Full House crossover with the Avengers, so I'll be great. I, Wait, I is Full House on Disney? I don't know. No, it no. never was. No, they own it because they own ABC, so they could. But isn't Full House currently being played on uh, Nick at Night? The reruns. I'm sure they can do new stuff. Kind of hope for a crossover. Some guy walks in with one of those horse masks, you know, kind of drunk and pees on their couch. <laughs> and then they could be like, Uncle Joey. <laughs> <laughs> the laziest possible uh, crossover is just Will Arnett in a horse mask and that's it. Yes. <laughs> also, let's see. What other news do we have? Oh, did anyone see the trailer to Gem and the Holograms? The biggest record company in the world wants to sign us. You're gonna be famous! <laughs> Who wants to walk on Welcome to Starlight Enterprises. This is Rio. Hi, girls. If you got your All the web's been talking about is Gem. Gem and her band of sisters revealing a whole new look. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, let me explain Jim and the Hologram. It's it's such a bad trailer. Okay. I'm so It's this Jim and the Holograms is this 80s cartoon and it's kind of like a soap opera of this uh singer and she has a and her bandmates are these holograms that don't exist. They're just computers and Wait, why? Oh, so That's not the set. Hold on. I don't on. know what it's about. I I do know what Jim is about. Jim is about an amazing woman named Jerica whatever her last name is, and she is amazing. amazing and runs an orphanage and 
and there's all these orphans there and she needs to save them and use the money from her father's company, Starlight Music. But then she discovers her, her dad has a futuristic computer called Synergy who would change her transfer her and her friends of all of different minorities because I don't know and so they were there was like an Asian friend a white friend and a black friend it, that's how I don't know it's the 80s so anyway so, 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 so Jim was the power of rock and roll to defeat the evil Robotnik Empire no they <laughs> defeated they defeated the misfits which is not the misfits with Danzig it's a different misfits which is confusing but I was which my dream gem episode is is when the misfits with Danzig fought the misfits from Gem, but that never happened. But anyway, yeah, that's the premise is it's a girl who transforms by a computer into a rock star and no one knows that they're the same person. Like, no one figures it out. And the movie that's coming out in in theaters has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. Nope, the misfits aren't even in it. I mean, it's it's your typical, like, hey, girl gets discovered on YouTube and then she gets famous, but then her fame makes her neglect her friends and stuff. It's basically just watching Justin Bieber's movie again. I don't get why would they would make a movie with brand recognition and then totally not acknowledge the brand that they're using for recognition. That doesn't make any sense. Like I, mean, I, I barely watch any episodes of Jam, but when I saw that trailer, even I felt insulted at what I saw. I mean, they, they wouldn't let the original creators have anything to do with it. Like, they just yeah. really cut everything out. It, I don't know. I did watch Jam, and I watched Jam recently a few years ago, and it's a, it's a silly show, and the songs are very 80s and stuff. Um, but... It's like, why not do the show that everybody liked? I think people would were kind of down for that. And, and this is like, they want to appeal to teenagers. But like, teenagers don't know who Jem is. So I'm not exactly sure where they're, what their reasoning is. Like, like a, a girl who's 14 doesn't care about Jem, you know? But I'm a older dork who's sitting on a podcast <laughs> I'm and a you're person. a white gentleman yeah, in and, america and, and, and like i'm the person who watched gem so like why aren't you trying to appeal to the people who are fans of it why appeal to the people why not call it like jerk face and the stupids and people watch that like why call it gem and the hologram that's what i don't get i would see jerk face and the stupids i think most people would see jerk face and the stupids that's a great band name yeah. I'm going to steal that. I don't know what happened. It's like Josie and the Pussycats, the movie, except without the self-awareness. Remember well, that was, that was the whole... That worked. Oh, God, Battleship. Well, that's Hasbro also. Same studio. They, they try to make fucking Michael Bay's Battleship without <laughs> Michael Bay, essentially. That was that was such a bad movie. Oh, they were desperate. It was... God, like I thought that I thought that should like send a message to them saying like yeah maybe making a making a board game into a movie is a bad idea and I think- yeah but Ouija Ouija did well so they're probably like oh fuck yes, that yes, Ouija, every- they're, oh, they're man, making a sequel sorry this ain't your mama's board game <laughs> and then I, I heard they wanted to make a hungry hungry hippos movie <laughs> I'm not even joking I am not joking about that sorry. But they're gonna they they're gonna totally change it, and it's gonna be a, a documentary examination on, on the starvation of hippos. And the, the, and in the Monopoly movie, they're gonna talk about how uh, the Monopoly man got in prison. Whoa! Whoa! What the fuck? Whoa! Whoa! That was that was dark. What the fuck? Dude, dude, come on! Cracked up, man. 
I know. Fuck. Man, you're docking around here. Yeah, oh, but they are gonna make that Monopoly movie, and isn't it by like some who was it? Some big ass director? Oh, I thought like Ridley Scott was gonna be involved, yeah. but I don't like I don't like anyone. I don't want any one director to have a Monopoly on the Monopoly movie. <laughs> I mean, they they the I forget who, but the studio described the Monopoly movie as a Goonies esque family adventure. That doesn't sound like Monopoly. Oh my god. <laughs> what, is, what does this have to do with fucking Goonies? It sounds like Monopoly is depression and hating your friends. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless, unless he pushes one of them off boardwalk, you know, I ain't seen the movie. Like, the only good board game movie was Jumanji and Zathura. Uh, I'll, go, I'll agree with you on Jumanji. Zathura sucks. Ow. I didn't, I didn't see Zathura, so I don't know. Uh, I had to watch it so many times. <laughs> Zathura was the, like, this spiritual sequel to Jumanji by the same director, I think, but it's... this. Time. No, it's by, it was by John Favreau. Oh, something's... Wasn't, like, based on a book, or I don't know. It's like the book sequel to... The, I don't know enough about Zathora. I just know that it was it was John Favreau's movie before Iron Man. Uh, oh, right, yeah. Because then it bombed, and Marvel was like, oh, you're, you're cheap now. <laughs> oh, he showed that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like. So I heard you had a big special effects movie that bombed. So uh, want to want to make Iron Man? Hey, hey, Zorro. Kristen Stewart was in there. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, she actually she had more than three emotions in there, and she wanted to fuck her brother. Three, like, oh my god, yeah, that. Oh, that's a spoiler. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. She wanted to fuck. Now I brother. don't. I want to see Zathora even less than I already <laughs> didn't. I don't it's know. Like judge, don't they have incest implications? We'll see, but like on the co- if you check on the cover to like the new Blu-ray edition of a Zathura, it says it features Kristen Stewart has over three emotions. <laughs> Does it say that? Wait, wow. does it really say that on the back of the box? <laughs> I was just surprised. I was like, well, I'm not gonna. Look on the back of Zathora, so I'll just take his word for it. It was a good movie. She did a good job in there. It's just the Twilight movies are are, are poorly acted garbage that she can't. There's no emotions to express on there. She won that acting award, that French acting award that no American actor has won since the '70s or something. So it was like a big deal that she won it. So you know, maybe hey. she. I didn't see that movie though. So yeah. Wait, hey, I won an acting award too. On what? The school play. I'm behind the voice actors. I was just literally there and said, hey, fuckers. And they gave me a Cowboy Bebop poster. What? I'm, I'm not even lying. What happened? I went on the behind the voice actors. It's a great website for anyone who uh, is interested in becoming a voice actor or you want to learn about other voice actors. And every month or so, they have a show your voice competition. And, uh, and you know, local or up and coming voice actors get it. I won one month, and they gave me a $20 Amazon gift card, or they would buy something for me. So I just said, uh, g- give me that, and I and I made them buy me a Cowboy Bebop poster. Yeah, yeah. what's on the poster exactly? It's uh, It kind of looks like a soft uh, transition picture of all, all four of the main cast and the dog, just kind of standing around, smoking, uh, just looking kind of chill. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get Spike, uh, I'm going to get uh, Steve Bloom to sign it, because he's coming to... Uh, MechaCon, that's New Orleans uh, Comic Con, yeah. uh, in July. Everybody in the USA hates their stupid neighbor. 
He's Flanders and he's really, really lame. Flanders tried to wreck my song. His views on birth control are wrong. I hate his guts and Flanders is his name. F-L-A-N-R-D-S. He's the man that I hate best. I'd like to see his house go up in flame. Hey, on to other news. Other news. Big news. The Simpsons' Harry Shear is quitting. And you, you don't know the name, but Harry Shear does the voice of Otto, Ned Flanders, Mr. Smithers, Scratchy, Mr. Burns, Reverend Lovejoy, Dr. Herbert, Skinner, Lenny, Ken Brockman, Kang the Alien, Eddie the Cop, Rainier Wolfcastle, and a bunch of others. Holy Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, next next news article. So we're going to have to kill off a bunch of Simpsons characters. We're going to need more t-shirts. <laughs> get the t-shirt cannon. <laughs> they're saying they might get uh, 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 Tom Kenny. Uh, uh, what voice he can do. He can replace. He, he can he can do a SpongeBob impersonation of a SpongeBob impersonator, and then they just... You know, give him a Bible. Like, uh, people, I, mean, I want you all to look up Tom Kenny on Google and tell me that is not the whitest man you have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he's classic 50s white. Yes. <laughs> like, he's, he kind of looks like someone who would just say G. Willikers unironically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, Ice King, a bunch of others. Imagine him be that guy with the with the plaid shirt on all the time and his pants tucked uh hooked up really tight. And if you walk by him, he'll just kind of like stop you and be like, "Hey, neighbor!" Like just like walk up to you, like you're minding your own business on your iPod. And all of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, neighbor, how you doing?" Like I, I've 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 had nightmares about it. He can be Ned Flanders. <laughs> but Harry, for a while. 20th Century Fox was like, kept saying, like, you know, we didn't actually finish negotiating, so we're still open to, like, making a deal with him. But it sounded like, because Harry Shear has a show in England, and he has, he's doing a play, and he has a web show, like, they were going to stop him from doing other work, basically. And he said no. So maybe they might work it out. I think I'd be surprised if they don't. Like, they get someone else. Uh, James L. Brooks, uh, one of the producers uh, said on Twitter that he's still negotiating with Harry. But uh, I don't know. The, the reason Harry Scheller Shearer quit is because he wants to pursue other things besides The Simpsons. Because he's been doing that for 25 years. How long? 25 years? Something like that. 84 years. I mean, they have his soul in a bottle and he wants it back. But he's 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 really talented. He was in Spinal Tap and all the Christopher Guest movies. So Yeah, Simpsons voice actors get paid a bunch. Like, they paid several million just for a season. So I'm sure he already has a bunch of money saved. So it's like, whatever the yeah. Fox offers him, it's like, well, another million that I'm never going to spend. Does it transfer over to England? Does it? I mean, like, is it worth it out there? Or? Does, he get, does he get a 12 England bucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think well he also um he was the one anytime they had contract negotiations he was always the most vocal so I think that the rest of them were kind of like yeah whatever we'll just sign this and he's still fighting with Fox so yeah, whatever man because they don't work as the other like Hank Azaria is, is the only one who works consistently other than him like have you ever seen like the voice of Marge do anything recently or you know, the voice of uh Homer. 
Or like the voice of Bart, oh. except for giving tons of money to Scientology, you know? <laughs> oh, right. Wasn't there like something that... She's a major Scientologist. Yeah, wasn't there going to be an episode where they make fun of Scientology, but like the voice said that she'd quit if they do? Yeah, oh, she. I mean, she part. like... Most of the money from... She gets from The Simpsons goes to Scientology, so she was like, absolutely not. Oh. And so they didn't do it. it. If she did quit, they'll just get Tara Strong and do it. Don't you know Scientology is a scam? Mm? <laughs> Homer, do something. I mean, I wouldn't mind that this show, like, to me, it's like if they can't sign Harry Shearer, this is the beginning of the end. Like, they're not going to be able to go on much longer, which would be which would be cool. But, but I, I still am like, I, I seriously doubt that this show would start, like, we would see episodes without him. Like, I don't think it'll go that far. But... It's been like what? This happened like two weeks ago at this point, and there still isn't. No one's heard anything, so maybe it will. But I, I, Harry Shearer has a reputation for having long negotiations and being kind of of public about this. So I'm a little like, I don't know how seriously you can take it, you know. But but you know, I would not mind the Simpsons ending. But I kept reading that Christmas special was written. What? I want Family Guy to be canceled first and then The Simpsons. Well, yeah. I, I think we all want that, Simpsons. but that's not going to happen. You know, we'll get Ted four oh. before that. Well, hey, look, uh, Cleveland Show is dead. Uh, American Dad almost got canceled until TBS picked it up, but you know, it's getting there. Cleveland Show got canceled. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but uh. Was was nine eleven a conspiracy? Seth MacFarlane's making a new comedy. Well, he's producing it. It's it's called Border Town, and it deals with a guy living in the Mexican border, just like me. Yeah, so I can relate to this. I thought you said it was called Boner Town. Boner Town. Wow, that's my favorite town, big bro. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh fuck. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me, Stephanie. <laughs> What's going on? Emily's twin. I don't even know who this is right now. Oh, come on. It's me. (laughs) I I, 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 I don't like this. Oh, God. Oh, man. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Uh, (laughs) What if if Emily can can replace (laughs) Harry Shearer on The Simpsons? (laughs) No. (laughs) Then you would end The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Emily's time. Like. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay, do you guys remember the Poochie episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the story behind the Poochie episode is it, the Itchy and Scratch show adds a cool new character, Poochie, who loves skateboarding, rock and roll and stuff. But uh, yeah. the inspiration to that episode is uh, the Fox executives wanted to add like a, a roommate in, into The Simpsons uh, house for several, for like the rest of the series, just to spice things up and... The Simpsons crew were like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they had that roommate in the episode. What was his name? I don't remember. <laughs> but it, they, they wanted like... <laughs> he was the, like, thanks, thanks, Mrs. S. Yeah, because like, that's, that's kind of the problem with it. what people point out about The Simpsons. is like, there's no real... That, there's not that many teenage or college-age characters. And that's the that's how the inspiration for um Mission Hill came about. Because uh, the people who made the show Mission Hill, we used to work on The Simpsons. And they wanted to make a show with college students. I was gonna watch anything made by Simpsons writers. I'd rather watch the critic. Oh, I don't. I don't were there Simpsons writers on there? Yeah, two two of uh, the original Simpsons writers uh, made that show. Oh, okay. Because they they make references and even show 
show The Simpsons, and in one episode of uh, The Simpsons, yeah. Jay Sherman actually crossed over. So that, that story about Matt Groening wanting nothing to do with the critic. <laughs> yeah, I really like that show. No, I love that show. I have it on DVD. I used to tape it, and I'd have an episode guide. So I actually had tapes of all the critic episodes because I'd go through <laughs> the episode guide and go, "Oh, I think episode uh, season two, episode twelve is airing today. I better record it." <laughs> Oh, man, the, the horrible days when you had to record things on VHS. Oh, God. I, mean, I, st- I was looking through some some boxes, and I found, like, my cousin's, like, uh, CDs that had bootlegs of Invader Zim and Cowboy Bebop episodes. <laughs> some of them still had commercials when, on what they were airing back then, and these were, like, these blank CDs on e- movie, for, like, MP4, no, wait, MOV, I think it was MOV formats. Oh, wow. It was, it's so primitive. I don't even have an auxiliary cord in my car. I still burn my own CDs, man. Yeah, the Simpsons are dead. Thank God. Yeah. Bart kills them all. So who's ready for Border Town with Seth MacFarlane? When does that come out? I don't know. Oh, boy. I'm sure we'll read about it during the TED 2 promotion. I mean, it's like they didn't already have enough Mexican jokes, but, you know, hey, won't you take me to Border Town? Show for me. Just what I need. (laughs) So, hey, let's get into the topic. What's the topic? What is the topic that you don't tell us? Okay, the topic today are fail or just in general pilots for animated TV shows. You know, the... What a pilot is, is the first episode of any TV show that's made. Whenever a TV show gets made, they only make one episode. And if the network, like, approves of it, they either say they want more episodes made of it. and Or they just reject oh. it and you just get this Thank one episode floating online somewhere. Thank you for uh, telling me what a pilot is or I would never know. Thanks, man. If it was in Pulp Fiction, like, not everyone knows <laughs> these things, you know? Oh, it wasn't Pulp Thank Fiction. Oh, man. Yo, I'm so out of the loop, man. I'm still upset that uh, Invader Zim stuff's not even being sold at Hot Topic anymore. No, I, mean, I need to know these things. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, well, they still sell, like, wh- I saw one GER t-shirt and maybe, like, a GER bracelet, and that was it. That was all. I mean, uh, look, it was a good 15-year run. Come on. <laughs> There's No, there, there needs more Invader Zim. Like, the comic's coming out. Like, maybe that'll revitalize interest in Zim again. Maybe they've just sold all of the merchandise and... You know, I mean, you have to get kids nowadays into it. Why don't you do like you should do a video about Invader Zim again and then you'll get the kids into it. I had so many Gur t-shirts. I had one where like Gur was like with Doctor Who, you know, and like Gur was eating a muffin. There was, that was that shirt. Oh, there was the one where Gur, where Gur trips and the, the, there's a there's words that say epic fail on there. That one classic. That, <laughs> like all of the girls love that shirt. I'm not sure if you're joking or not. <laughs> Hey, I, I don't think he is. Yeah, me and Emily share a lot of our T-shirts. You know, it's it's totally normal. She she just has a bunch. Of- what does Stephanie have? Oh, I don't know. Emily doesn't exist. No, oh, I exist. Come on. You you're just doing a voice. Come Your on. Emily voice is just a generic gay voice, to be honest. <laughs> and you're just ripping off Morty. You know, you know, it'd be funny if you. Fuck! I like chicks, and I'm a girl. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a gay. That's a like a guy doing a gay voice. No, I'm not. I feel like yeah. one day yeah, I'm going to need... Shut, shut, shut up, Ken. He's doing, shut up, Ken. His sister's here. Man. Be polite. Yeah, what the fuck? One day I'm going to meet Pan's family, and those are going to be the real voices, and I'm just going to be very... <laughs> I'm just going to be looking around like, 
Wait. <laughs> Are they, is this real? And it's going to be, that's going to be the real voices. And it will all be proven wrong. You're just going to wake up like tied to a chair in a, in a family table, like Texas Chainsaw with all this, this family. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Texas Chainsaw. You do live in Texas. So. Uh oh, Ooh. oh no. <laughs> He is the chosen Juan. Wait, which everyone, every time someone brings up that movie in Texas, they always say, like, you know, there's never been a recorded incident of a person dying from a chainsaw in Texas history. I, I like that they say that, but then they look around like, just don't bring it up. <laughs> like every te Texas person has to disprove that. Like, no, it's not true. We don't that. Do was that. like the thing uh, I read Harry Knowles, who lives in Austin, said that the thing about Texas chainsaw is that since you, I mean, my wife's family used to live in Texas and sometimes you drive and there's like these vast especially at night through these vast fields that are just dark and you kind of have this feeling like somebody could just come out and grab you and like, like you like kill you or something and he was saying like that's one of the reasons like Texas Chainsaw is so effective with anyone from Texas because to them it feels like very real and I was like wow but then when we were driving in that car I was like I totally feel like some guy with a chainsaw would come after me. So it's kind of natural. You take a long trip through Texas, like from San Antonio to like the border area, like real Grand Valley. And, and it's just full of towns. It's like, who lives here? There's like 10 people in this town. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I drove past like this abandoned school, like on the way from San Antonio. And it's like, Jeez, that sounds like a horror movie. I drove by an abandoned school. <laughs> I want to go in there. Like, all the things are boarded up. Like, the glass is shattered. There's an oil, there. there's an oil refinery there. Like, it could be Silent Hill for all I know. Pan, I, yeah. will pay you, I will pay you 50 bucks to go to that school and eat a burrito. <laughs> why a burrito? I, yeah, I like, yeah, why a burrito? I don't know. I like the burritos from Freebirds. That place is good. Are, did you get paid to do that? No. Or was that for real? <laughs> I'm not a complete <laughs> sellout. Like, like you wrote it down. You're like, you're like get Freebirds in the conversation <laughs> during podcasts. Yeah, they have such... They're like that one scene from yeah. Winter World. Hey, guys, drink Snapple. Freebirds, yeah. Kingsman. I'm ever... If I ever see Please. one, I will eat there. But hey, pilots, animated pilots. Pilot. <laughs> so did you? Oh well, well I can fly. I want to talk about my favorite animated pilot. That's Porco Rosso. Um, <laughs> Porco Rosso. I also I also watched all of Tailspin and Ducktales. Those are my two other favorite animated pilots. I, I should make another top ten list of like animated pilots for like April Fools, and it's just like <laughs> animated <laughs> Star Fox, Swat Cats, Porco Rosso. <laughs> Blue from from uh, Tailspin, the duck from Ducktales. Oh my god! Yeah, who's also you could do you could do the 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 guy from The Wind Rises. You could well, half of them would be Miyazaki, wouldn't they? <laughs> Just be top ten anime. Oh, that's <laughs> I I like this idea for a top ten. You have to do it. As long as King of the Hill, what? As long as King of the Hill is somewhere in that list. King of the Hill. How's that a pilot? Yeah. It was uh, I don't know. I don't know. What? Okay, what? Know You're what? like one of those people who's like, who's like, as long as, as long as King of the Hills in there. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like, that's not, that's not what I just said, you know? No, I'm just saying like, cause yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 sorry. You're like one of those guys. You're like one of those guys who says that thing that you just did. So does anyone yeah. have any like failed pilots they want to mention? Yeah, actually I got one. Well, I it's not King of the Hill. Shut up. Well, King of the Hill's <laughs> okay. not failed. So. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, 
looking up some old cartoons from like what a cartoon and stuff. This is actually funny, but I found a show called uh, Captain. I think it's Captain Secure or something. It's like uh, Captain Sturdy. Captain Sturdy, yeah, that's what it was. Capitán Durán. En los originales. But I couldn't find the English one, and I found one in Spanish, and it's labeled as Capitán Durán. And, I, and the whole thing is in Spanish, and I thought that was the show. I thought the joke was the whole thing was in Spanish. No. And, um, and it's funny part is, it actually works in Spanish. Yeah, I heard some people say the Spanish dubs to cartoons are sometimes superior. Like, I want to hear the Simpsons Spanish dub again, because I haven't heard it in so long. Bueno, tiene todo el dinero del mundo, pero hay algo que no puede comprar. ¿Qué? Un dinosaurio. I want to hear how his dough sounds. Oh, actually... Funny, oh, funny story about Spanish dubs. I used to watch a show that was a cartoon and it was on like one of my local channels and it would only be in Spanish and I got into it. And this was, I was like five and my mom was like, thought it was really strange. But then there was a girl, like this teenage girl across the street who knew Spanish. So my mom was like, asked her to come over one day and translate the show for me. And for like a couple of days, she'd come over but it was like uncomfortable because you're like watching the show. I'm like, well, they're getting into the action. And she's like, they say they're excited. <laughs> some, it was like not fun at all. If you watch like a cartoon in Spanish, like whenever there's, okay, if it's a, if, if it's a cartoon from America and they bring it over to, to Mexico, like th there's always a guy, like whenever they show a sign that it, that's written in English, there's always this vague narrator that always reads it out loud. Really? Even if it's in a, a show for adults, like, you just see Quickie Mars as Marcado de Quickie or something. That's, that's very strange. Yeah. I know, it's just, it's just this ghostly voice that just appears just to read text. I don't know why they don't, they don't just subtitle it. Even if it's an adult show when hopefully uh, the adults can read it, like, they don't subtitle it. They just read it out loud. Yeah, but that would require reading. Nobody wants to do that. That combines us all that no one wants to read. Yeah, so what, do you know what this Mexican show was? Jim? Oh, it was actually a show. It wasn't a Mexican show, but it was a show that came out for some reason in the Baltimore area in Spanish first. But it was like Wheel Riders or now I'm going to have to look it up. JC and the Wheel Warriors. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Jason the Wheeled Warriors. It's, it's it's sad that I know these. I don't know why I know these but, 80s cartoons too much. Oh, it's, it's actually a French. It's a French North American show. So why it was in Spanish first. So Canadian. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I watched it. I watched it in Spanish first. And then when it came and it was in English, that's just like that was too sellout for me. And I was six and I was kind of beyond it. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, once you get to be six, you're not going to deal with the corporate <laughs> corporatization of, of animation. You know, you're like, I'm too mature for this. Yeah, it's like I'm into punk now. I'm into stuff like <laughs> I'm into stuff like Darkwing Duck. I can't be watching the American redub of Jace the Wheel. And then it was <laughs> also weird because i was used to the spanish voices and i was like i just felt like the voice cast was wrong so i could never get into it after that so to me jason the wheel warriors is spanish and i couldn't understand it because i did not know spanish not that i know it now but i kind no, i don't know spanish <laughs> so does anyone know any i mean any uh pilots can you have a pilot 
Ken. Well, I guess Ken can go fuck himself. What happened to Shao? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me, let me give me a second. Hold on, one second. Uh, let me talk about my fa- one of my favorite pilots. Um, you remember that uh, one pilot with the guy flying that airplane? Guy flying that airplane. Uh, let me search up airplane pilot. <laughs> oh fuck up! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh well, listen. We can talk about pilot or Steven. He was a good pilot. You know, just fucking talk about a pilot. Let's talk about. We could talk about Korgoth. <laughs> Korgoth. Out of the frozen north, a man emerges. A man of a barbaric age, whose merciless savagery may be the only key to his survival. They call him Korgoth. Uh, I love yeah. Korgoth. Korgoth is essentially all these 80s uh, Conan knockoffs like He-Man and Thundar all put together like and also Heavy Metal magazine. Yeah. They they like directly reference Frank Frazetta oh, yeah. in the opening. There's like one of one of the sh- the shots is a famous Frank Frazetta uh, Conan uh, yeah, picture. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen that image of like just a barbarian holding a sword up on top of a mountain that's been parodied so many times in like movie posters and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You'll instantly yeah. recognize it. But it's like, it's, it's kind of like if you've ever seen the Ralph Bakshi movie, fire and ice, but way more, like even more awesome. It's such a cool, it's, a, but apparently I read that it actually did well in like with ratings and everything. It like, um, was actually a financial success. The first, just the first episode, but it cost yeah. too much. So they didn't do it. But I, that's like, probably like uh one of my biggest uh i guess adult swim fails is that they didn't get their shit together to make that show like i would love to watch 10 episodes of that yeah because uh yeah it was too expensive because like at the very end it shows a cartoon network production and even gendy tartakovsky the creator of samurai jack and dexter is working on that thing and the storyboard artist for spongebob yeah, it was created by a storyboard artist for spongebob uh Aaron Springer, yes, that's what it was. It was a cool. It was. It's just so cool how violent it was, but also the animation was just like so well done. Yeah, it was just it was like really, really beautiful. I know. I mean, was it was it a thirty minute pilot or? It's like I think it's twenty two twenty. It's I think it keeps saying twenty two forty three on oh, yeah. YouTube, but you can watch it on HD now. I mean, it's. I'm just glad they made. If nothing else, that they made just the one, but it feels like it'd be like one of the most awesome shows ever you know i think it's it's available in such a high quality because they actually put it in one of the dvds on adult swim and there was this oh Oh, really back there was this dvd thing on adult swim it was called adult swim in a box and you choose what you want to be put in there like like uh disc one of squidbillies uh a, a random pilot in here and other stuff it was a really strange promotion but I kind of want that because it because they included pilots for there and it would be cool to have some of these pilots in high quality. Wait, so you could ask for like just a random disc of a certain season of a show? I think that's how it works. Adult Swim in a Box. Like I want season three of season seven of Squidbillies yeah. or disc three of season seven of Squidbillies. I got to look into how that worked. It was some DVD promotion. Could have, we could have gotten uh, Dexter's Room removal way easier then. <laughs> nah. Nah. Yeah, but uh, the guy who made Aaron, the guy who made a uh, Korgoth, Aaron Springer, also made this other pilot, which I already talked about, uh, Periwinkle Around the World. It was a silent 
it was a, it was a silent cartoon basically with this platypus exploring uh, vacation areas and things always get fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, wait, Aaron Springer does the Mickey Mouse cartoons now? Oh no, that's Paul Rudish. Maybe, maybe he works on that too. Hang on. I think he works on them, but he. The thing I was thought like. I always thought he, from the design of Korgoth, you think he'd work on um, Flapjack, but he didn't. Oh, yeah. He didn't work on Flapjack. Yeah, he works on Mickey Mouse. He's a writer, director, storyboard artist. Yeah, and also on Wander Over Yonder. Oh, and he he did. He was a director on Gravity Falls. I didn't know that. But yeah, it does look like oh. it does look like Flapjack the way it's drawn on Korgoth. I just love that grimy style. Yeah, it's so like. I mean, the cool thing about heavy metal art was like it would just do all that extreme stuff that uh, regular comics wouldn't. And that's the cool thing about Korgoth is like it has all the sex and the violence you'd expect from heavy metal. It's kind of, um, I don't know, it's just like that was kind of fun to read. So it's fun to watch it as a cartoon. Yeah. So, Whew. And it's just really good. But uh, it's too expensive and also allegedly we couldn't handle more than one anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, they should have really said our lawyers couldn't handle <laughs> finding out a way to get this to work. It should have just said we're Adult Swim. We only have Flash cartoons. We can't afford this. What the fuck? But like Rick and Morty, oh, yeah. doesn't look cheap. So like, well, how do they? Yeah, that was made way later. But yeah, they they have yeah. more expensive stuff now, like Black Dynamite, which that looks fucking yeah. expensive as hell. And I don't know how they afforded yeah. two seasons of that. Yep. Yeah. Does Black Dynamite do well? I don't know. I like the first season, but I kind of didn't like the second was, one as much. Wasn't it made off of a live action movie yeah. or was yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. a parody of like black exploitation with the guy from Spawn. It's really weird that they would just have they would make a, an animated series out of this one film that really w- isn't that popular with mainstream audiences. Oh no, it's never they they played the movie once, but it wasn't like I think the show's better than the movie. I don't like the, the movie's all right. But the show lets them do all these like crazy things that you couldn't otherwise do. But it is kind of a weird show. I, I guess it appeals to like because Adult Swim wants to make more shows for like bigger demographics. And I guess it appeals to that. But I don't know many yeah. people who watch it anymore. It's, it's hard to go go watch the movie after you've seen the TV show because you'll notice the, the TV show recycles a lot of the jokes from the movie. So it's a little weird. That's true. They also, they got all the same voice cast, though. Yeah, I think most of them are back, not all. Yeah, yeah. but like, but I mainly watch it because I, I remember watching that Spawn movie over and over again. So I was like, oh, hey, Spawn's back. Speaking of dark pilots, uh, you guys remember uh, when I talked about bedtime stories? No, wait, dead time stories. You don't believe in monsters, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it, it was this horror pilot, uh, just of spooky stuff. It was just this little girl seeing what's going on in her neighbor's house when she hears weird noises. But I looked more into it, and it turns out it was by, um, who was that director for uh, X-Men 2 and Superman Returns? Brian Singer? Yeah, Brian Singer made that pilot. Whoa. Like he produced it? Or? Yeah, he produced it, but uh, because it failed, uh, he later went on to make... Um, Trick or Treat, uh, a horror anthology. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. I know he he like he he has a big production company. He made that that show House. Mm-hmm. Like his production company made House. Like he has a good um kind of side business side business, I guess, producing TV. Huh. 
correction, it was Michael Dorothy who created the pilot. He's worked with Brian Singer as a writer for X-Men 2 and Superman Returns. But I, I guess he's decided to, like, use all all his horror ideas on that movie Trick or Treat, which, yeah, that's one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. Huh. Which didn't, they didn't play that in, like, most theaters, because I think it had... I think it had to do because they killed kids in that movie. I don't know. Wait, which movie? Trick or Treat. Oh. Trick or Treat or... It's with, it's R instead of or. The letter R. I never saw that, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Oh, it's good? It's a it's an anthology movie. Well, oh. I mean, it's the stories are all interconnected, but they're separate people in different perspectives. They don't... There's really no connections to the story. Oh, they're, they're Halloween-related stories? Oh, yeah, like, it, it reeks of Halloween. Like, the aesthetic is completely Halloween. Are they, like, they take place on Halloween, or are they just the aesthetic of the movie? Oh, oh, it's, it takes place on Halloween, and it's everything... Like, the whole color scheme is basically orange. Because and... <laughs> that's funny, because the third Halloween movie, they tried to make it... Uh, they tried to stop... Because they made the first two about Michael Myers... And then the third one was trying to be an anthology film about, like, each year they'd put out a Halloween movie and it'd be a different uh, different kind of horror story. And that was the idea with Halloween 3, but Halloween 3 bombed, so they went back to Michael Myers. Yeah, <laughs> they, they yeah. wanted to, they, they kind of screwed up by having two movies about Michael Myers and everyone assumed this is about Michael Myers, right? Yeah, I mean, they've, other horror movies have tried to do the villainless movie. But it never works out. But it's kind of funny. They trick or treat is basically like if Halloween three was successful. I guess. Yeah. It's like they <laughs> pretty would, much. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. If anyone will watch Hollow uh, Trick or Treat around Halloween because it's it has that ambience. Maybe I should watch it. I always watch Halloween on Halloween, so maybe I'll watch Trick or Treat also. Yeah, because I don't know. I I prefer when a movie has that aesthetic of its holiday. No, it's cool. And have you actually? You should see. Oh, I've been wanting to tell you to see this for a while. Have you seen this movie, The Guest? Uh, no. It has, like, a goth girl in it. Oh, so every yeah. every time I see it, I'm like, I need to tell Pan about this. But it takes place during Halloween. It's it's cool. It's a really cool action movie where this guy suddenly shows up. Um, he suddenly shows up at this family's house, and he says he's the friend of their dead son who died in Iraq. And he just starts hanging out with them. But like any time any of them are in trouble, he like uses his like super army training to like beat the shit out of them. And it's kind of like it's like if Terminator and Halloween mixed together. But every, it takes place during like Halloween season, so there's lots of pumpkins, and um, they like have a cool action sequence in a Halloween maze and stuff, but you should check it out because it's got a cool uh, goth girl in it and it's got a lot of late 80s, like mid to late 80s goth music in it. It's very like, yeah. it's not a goth movie, but it's very goth in influence. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've been meaning to finally, I remember like every, you know how many times, like an hour later, I'm like, damn it! I have to say that to Pan. <laughs> so, sorry. I'll look into the guests. You should see it. It's a cool movie. It's a cool movie if you like goth Girls or not, it's an awesome movie. It made my top ten last year. So speaking of goths, what was this? Oh, what were you gonna say, Ace? Speaking of goths, let's oh, talk uh, about uh, back to backspace. Welcome to backspace. You're under arrest. Oh. I'm Patty. I'll be your guide on today's tour. In the event of an accident, everybody dies. Enjoy these complimentary wormy chews. It's food. It's food. Backspace is a receptacle for all bad ideas deleted from computers and other electronic devices. 
You've been sent here because you're a bad idea. This microphone is connected to nothing. Oh, okay. Tell us about back-to-back -back space, Ken. Go ahead. Uh, it's, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's really confusing. Okay. <laughs> well, try to explain back-to-back -back space this Cartoon Network pilots. Uh, okay. It's about this I where a world where ideas get deleted and they either get destroyed or saved or whatever. Uh, it stars uh, this SpongeBob Reddit girl, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> so okay, so it's basically like Chalk Zone, where all these ideas from the internet uh, gets get taken there, and and it's just these hor weird ideas. Which I don't know. Ken likes the character, this hipster girl. Yeah, I like this Reddit SpongeBob character. She has <laughs> she dresses best. like SpongeBob in a way because she has the <laughs> white button-up shirt and tie. She dresses up like uh, SpongeBob, and yeah. So what's so great about this, Ken? Uh, the girl's hot, um, and, uh, it's <laughs> really we weird and out there. It was the best out of the other three pilots that went along with it, because the three pilots was this Adventure Time of regular show. Yeah, I mean, I, like I'll, the, I'll have to, like, uh, make another video about pilots again, because there's so many to talk about, but, and then, but then I'm gonna get comments saying, you're running out of ideas, Pan, it's like, no, I do what I want, shut up. You know when you did the... The one about that show that got canceled before I finished sharing. Yeah. I got like a uh, lot of messages and like even comments on your video. Of like this, this isn't a, about a cartoon. I was like, that was a good video. I thought that was cool. I like yeah, that I, video a lot, actually. Yeah. That was in interesting. I don't know. I was like. But then you brought up like how part of it was like really insensitive. The one joke they refused to air on the re-airing. Which is a little weird. That, that they, they can air everything else, but not that. Yeah. They were like, we're not going to air that. Like, yeah, we're not going to make fun of kids. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded a little messed up but to me. Hey, so <laughs> just do what you want. You know? But like, uh, uh, speaking of back to back space was good, but uh, the two psychic characters kind of ruined it because they're just stupid. I, don't and know, I, dumb. Thought, I thought back to back space was good. Had a good concept, but I think I thought it was like too, too much going on at once. I think something about it is just like hard to focus on. Yeah, but it's so weird and out there. Because it has so. like um, it has like this uh, low poly style, low poly three D style with two D characters on top of them. Yeah, that's a look at it. Pretty good, but those two characters remind me of the uh, gargoyles from that one movie, uh, the Lunchback of Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> that movie. That was a good one. Hunchback of Notre Dame straight. Yeah, those characters actually... remind me of those characters, and it kind of ruined it for me. But hey, I, I remember the okay. I know this other pilot. Speaking of girl, uh, goth girls. Um, yes, it's called Kyle plus Rosemary. I love Rosemary, and Rosemary loves me, but we can never meet in the public eye because we are from two different worlds. It is heartbreaking. But our friends would never understand. Rosemary, would you stop staring at those geeks and join us in the planning of our vampire outfits for the school dance? Kyle, dude. If you stare at those goths too long, you'll get cursed or something. It's, it's plus with a actual, like, plus sign. I'll, I'll make a list of pilots that we talked about in the description. But basically, it's about this nerd guy who's in, secretly in love with this goth girl. And... Uh, they, this nerd guy goes online to play this World of Warcraft MMO video game, and he meets up with this goth, and that's how they fall in love. And it was supposed to be a show about, uh, the life of this kid going on World of Warcraft, this knockoff of World of Warcraft. Uh -huh. I, I thought it was a fun concept, 
but I think it was too like if you, if you, if a person who never played video games watched this, they'd probably be confused or something. So I guess that's why he got rejected. It sounds like Danny Phantom meets Sword Art Online. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of goth girls, though, I actually was stumbled upon two pilots uh, that had two goth girls, but they had very little screen time. But they were interesting. Boo. Uh, one pilot I think you might know of. <laughs> one pilot I think you might know of. It's uh, Wacky Races. Uh, do you remember yeah. the Cartoon Network Wacky Races? Yeah. It was a reboot of that. Yeah, it was animated in Flash. Yeah, that actually looked pretty good for Flash. Well, yeah, I like the I new know. reboot of Wacky Races called Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, another news. Fury Road was a great movie, Mad Max. Yes. Oh, did you yeah. did you, did you see that? Yeah. Oh man, that movie's awesome. Guitar guy's the best. Oh, he's like a real guitar player yeah. in the real life. And like the best thing is that they built all those cars and sets and whatever. Like No, that 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 guitar that shoots flames, that's real. Yeah, it really does shoot flames. Yeah. It's not CGI. I want a guitar that shoots that shoots like tacos. <laughs> Don't do this to yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I am going to do. It. I, I I might be. I have my bottle of Sobe at the skate park right now. I, I remember this. That sounds messy. Ugh. I was reading this article. It was like top five reasons why Mad Max Fury Road is not as good as Mad Max One. Uh, issue one: the CGI. Every time people bring that stuff up about like this movie, Mad Max movie is better than that one, it's like, dude. They're all made to be completely different movies. Like they're like Road Warrior was the kind of the Western movie where he's a, where he's mythologized. The first one's kind of like a grindhouse thing. Thunderdome is like a piece of shit, and Fury Road, and Fury Road is just a giant chase movie. It's like comparing them does a disservice to the entire franchise. So that's totally stupid. So. Yeah. I don't know. It annoyed me when people were like, like I, I like you top five reasons that Road Warrior is still the best one. It's like Fury Road came out two days ago. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like and, and I'm insulted by this article saying like the CGI ruins this movie. It's like there's hardly any CGI I can notice. Yeah, there's there's no there's CGI there is is the sequence in the tornado. That's about it. Like and it's just for like making backgrounds look nice and taking out flying planes. You know when they shot on location and stuff. Yeah, although I I kind of wish like the end of the end of the movie took place on the the, the tornado thing because that looked metal as shit. Yeah, that was like geez. They spent ten years. That was written on storyboards, and you can tell. It's like so. I don't know if you like animation, you should be seeing Fury Road. Yeah, I mean, it, w- it would translate well like, to animation because I heard people describe it as a Metalocalypse music video in a way. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good description. I mean, well, he worked on Happy Feet, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, that's. I wish I still wish they'd be like from the director of Babe Pig in the City and Happy Feet One and Two. Come, <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, I mean that director, um, George Miller. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He made the Max Mad Max movies, and then he kind of dropped out of action movies and made Babe and Happy Feet with these little penguins. And I guess people yeah. people kind of put him in the same place as Ice Cube. It's like, yeah, you used to be hard, but now you're making family movies. He. he what's <laughs> funny is while he was making the Happy Feet movies, he was planning Fury Road. 
So, like, can you imagine what that office was looks like? You have a cute penguin stuffed animal, and then he had the storyboards all over his office <laughs> of like Fury Road. Get the part I, and stuff. I, I, show him. I, I kind of, I kind of would have loved that they got the scripts mixed up or something at some point in production. That have been some awesome <laughs> deleted scenes. I was hoping like the Happy Feet characters could like just be a cameo appearance in Fury's world. <laughs> like they run over so. a bunch of penguins. <laughs> yeah, and they have to eat penguin meat. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I'm imagining uh, George Miller is in his office and he's just like writing angrily and he's staring at this penguin plush on his desk. <laughs> and the the penguin plush is just talking to him in his mind. He just grabs the penguin plush and he just rips his head off of his teeth. <laughs> like, I'll fucking show you! I'll fucking show this penguin! I'll kill him! I'll fucking show everyone! Exploding penguins! Fuck me! I'm gonna make fury! Whatever that penguin, that penguin bought him a vacation home with a gold-plated jacuzzi. He's probably he's probably just so chilled out, like, like because he's Australian. His voice would be like, "All right, just hanging out in my jacuzzi with my penguin doll with all my money. Everything's fine. Then I'm gonna go down Fear Road. <laughs> See, I got into another podcast. Yeah. Go. Oh my god, it will never end. But yeah, Fury Road. Everyone go watch Fury Road. Like, it's as simple of an action movie as it can be, but it's so so much. It's just. It doesn't overcomplicate itself. No, it's awesome. I can't imagine the summer's going to get any better than that. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but when I see yeah, stuff for that movie, when I see stuff for that movie, it reminds me of that episode of Generator Rex where they had uh, they were actually fighting on the roof of cars and stuff against a bunch of anarchists. Uh, I don't know. The Badlands episode. It's it's kind of weird to like go look at the comments to Fury Road and uh, read comments saying, "Wow, this is just like Borderlands or Fallout," and it's like. I'm pretty sure those things were inspired by the original Mad Max and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the yeah. guy who helped write it and drew most of the storyboards was a comic book artist, and he got the gig because he kept sending George Miller uh, Mad Max fan art. <laughs> please. Oh, my God. Please that... like, my, like and comment on my fan art. So, so if you have fan art, just start spamming your creators like crazy. Like, they will, they will hire you in an instant. Don't say I had anything to no. do with this, though. I have no money, so don't, yeah, don't, don't send, send me anything. Don't don't spam me with things. You can send me stuff, but don't spam. Don't me send me anything. anything. Send them to, uh, but put them. Just put your fan art in that parking lot in Kmart, and we'll we'll look at it later. Yeah, like the Kmart. Space thirty two. What? I can't. My Kmart's dead. Yeah. What do you mean? It it it, it is it is just, just sitting there. there. The K the K fell off a while back, and everyone no one does anything there. People just sit there and get high in the parking lot. Wait, it's like a vacant it's Kmart. A K- yep, it's empty. Everything. Whoa, that's like that's Whoa, like what does that even, say about America? Not even a whoa, Jim. It's not even a Kmart anymore. It's just a mart. <laughs> that's like, that says more about America than anything. Kmart is for people who aren't classy enough for Walmart. Actually, <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have a, I think it was Kmart. I was buying, I was buying something at Kmart and these people were behind me in the changing room because I had to buy shorts for my job and they were just simple shorts or whatever. And these people were like, this couple behind me were like, kind of like making fun of me for buying something so simple because they were buying like more elaborate Ed Hardy stuff. And I was looking at them like, really? you're going to start like a classist argument with Kmart clothes. Like, come on. Like I didn't say anything, but I was like, this is for real. Like 
I don't even, I'm just buying these for work. Like I'm not buying these for like, and they're just, oh, I was like, I was just shocked at the whole thing. Oh. It was just like, 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 I feel like when the apocalypse happens and all anyone has are like houses made of like cow dung, people will be like, yeah, but that's like, that's smellier cow dung than my cow dung. So clearly, I have the upper hand. Authentic cow dung. This is what I have. Speaking of My, but- mine's grass. Yours is green grass fed. Mine's wheat grass fed. You don't even know, man. You don't even know. <laughs> what were you saying, Ace Hero? I was saying. Uh, speaking of uh, goths, I saw a second pilot. Uh, it's the one I actually found because of my goth friend. She. We were talking about Cartoon Network stuff. Uh, you know, Cartoon Network Orbit, the online games, and how you can still play them. And we started talking about Kitty Bobo because that's still a pi- that's still a pilot we all know. Kitty Bobo, which still needs to be a show today. And what's new with you two dudes? Uh, not much. So since when do you have a cell phone? I just got it. Isn't it cool? It's like the latest model. May I? Sure. So yeah, I figured it'd be cool to have so I could like call my homies when I'm on the go. Uh huh. Eh. Yeah, check this out. Word. This is the bomb. Listen. So what? Cell phones are so old. They're nothing special. I mean, everyone has one. Yeah, everyone except us. It's very hipstery, and I think it would fit right next to regular show. Yeah, it, or it, I think it, it could even replace regular show. No. <laughs> but then I, I, I sort of stumbled upon this other show called Ricky Z. Uh, it was made in 2012, and it has Greg Sipes, a.k.a. Beast Boy, voicing the main character like he sounds now in Teen Titans. So he's all like, yeah, dude, what's up, man? Yeah, yo, what's up, homie? Like, he, he's literally, I don't know if he's supposed to be Mexican or if he's supposed to be a white boy, but he's in, like, New York or San Francisco. And he's just walking through. He's like, sup, dog? It's like, sup, man? Yeah. You know, he's, he's just going around talking like uh, Jake Long. What's the episode called? Ricky Z. Ricky Z. And there's this one goth girl in it that he's uh, trying to hit on. It, I don't know. It, I can relate to it because he's it, the, epi- the whole episode is like one, one episode of uh, some kid who didn't get invited to a party. And uh, at the end, he just tries to act all cool and he fails so hard. I'm like, oh, my God, that 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 kid is me. I'm like that that kid. Oh, my God. That, look story, at that story sounds like my life right there. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking up Ricky Z and I. Oh, I see the goth. Yeah. Pink hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a vegetarian dude. Yeah, like twelve or whatever. Oh no, man, it's all good though. I don't know about that. Yeah, I like how I'm skimping through this, and Ricky Z has like a a cell phone from like the early two thousand. <laughs> like a, a clamshell phone. I have one of those, sadly though. <laughs> oh god, I I like. I see it has like an urban aesthetic, which I like. Any pilot or TV shows that have have that style. Yeah. I, I personally like that they don't whitewash any of the characters either. It's all it's all appropriate stuff. Like um, I don't know, like a uh, Hey Arnold, Broad City, uh, yeah. Kitty Bobo. Going back to that, yes, yes, that. Yeah, because Kitty Bobo. Oh, Kitty Bobo was this. Okay, so a long time ago, Cartoon Network had this vote on where on kids could, at home could like vote for their favorite pilot that was shown, and uh, one of the the winner was Kids Next Door, and also and. They did this several years. Like the winners were Kids Next Door, Billy, Mandy, um, ro- whatever happened to Robot Jones. Actually, Amazon. Him? Amazon does that now with pilots. They just release them all and see how the pub, what the public thinks of them. Yeah. Well, Am- Amazon needs to go fuck itself. Whoa! I don't, whoa, I don't whoa. shop on Amazon anymore. Why not? What they do to you because 
Because Man, I went to go, down. I went, I went to go buy my Nintendo Amiibo. Okay. In Japan, <laughs> and they said, and I went to buy my Nintendo Amiibo from Japan. But then when I got it, not only was it in Japan, but for some reason its eyes were all slanted. I'm like, dude, what, what is this? I, I wanted to buy a little Mac Amiibo, but then its eyes are all like slanted and stuff. I'm like, wait, I thought that it was just Japan. Like I thought it was just yeah, made in Japan. Yeah, it's Japanese. Of course, the eyes will be slanted. But but, but, but it was little Mac. He's from he's from New York, man. You're fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> way yeah, too yeah. far. The podcast is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow my blog. <laughs> oh no! Go to Kenneth thinks it's a great Tumblr. You hear what Ken thinks? Uh, we're all we're all out of business now, and uh, and if uh, Nolan ever comes back, he's gonna take over the whole thing. Oh no! I broke our non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So what were you saying? About, so the, <laughs> oh no! The, the, the product was all misshapen. It, it was just, it was completely, like, it was weird. It was just, it, I'm like, what, what, what is this? Maybe you can, like, sell it on eBay, because, like, people <laughs> will buy all these weirdly malfunctioned uh, amiibos. Like, this one Samus, this, this Samus amiibo, this figurine of, a, of Samus, uh, has two arm cannons on each side when she's supposed to have only one, like, sold for a bunch on eBay. There was one that had, uh, there was a uh, Princess Peach that had three arms. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, that, I'm telling you, those right? people, those people who hunt for amiibos, they are hardcore. I went one day just to see what was going on. There was a line all the way outside of Toys R Us. I went to talk to this one guy. He looked like he was about to pee himself. Then I talked to the guy a couple rows behind him. He did pee himself. They didn't want to leave that line. They did not want to leave that line. Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't have any amiibos, these little figurines by Nintendo that... I don't know, they transfer data to your game or something, but I, I haven't bought one, but I'll, I'll buy them in a couple of years when they're all, like, a dollar and they're oversaturated <laughs> like a Tar Hero. Because you know that's going to happen, right? <laughs> they're the new Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to was, uh, Kitty Bobo. Kitty Bobo, I love that pilot. Yeah. Listen, uh, Kitty Bobo, if, like, I think Kitty Bobo was... I wish that got picked instead of Kiss Next Door. Uh, yeah. I, I, oh, and there's. I mean, Kids uh, Next Door first season sucked. I mean, do you think like the creator of Kids Next Door, Mr. Warbird, and he's just he he like he was glad that he won the the vote, but then he just saw Kitty Bobo and he's like, better him than me. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I mean, and, and isn't uh, Kids like, Next I Door think... getting a new series too? Uh, well, they're trying. They're trying to get a pitch out there. Maybe yeah. if he actually joins our podcast, maybe, you know, we can save the series. Mr. Warburton, be on our podcast, please. We'll talk about yeah. before it's too late. I, I messaged him once and, like, he, he didn't reply back to me, so I assume it's over forever and it's never going to happen, so whatever. Maybe when you finally review the show, he might, you know, talk to you. Uh, I'll do that eventually. <laughs> yeah, Kitty Bobo, but, like, yeah, the thing about Kitty Bobo is that it had no outlines like Samurai Jack, so which was pretty rare for a cartoon at the time, and I... And I don't even know how a cartoon is made without outlines. It just oh. it doesn't make any sense to me. I just uh, I, I I loved uh, uh, I don't know. I guess at the time, whenever the show was made, it was all about cell phones, and it was about like everything about it. It was like you could IM people on their uh, on their uh, email and stuff, and that was relevant at the time. Yeah, because because like, Kitty Bobo with his character in, in this episode is just him bragging about like. Hey guys, check out my new cell phone, and he's and he's voiced by uh Dante Boscov, the uh, yeah. 
He voices um, Jake Long, American Dragon, uh, Zuko from Avatar, the fi- yep. that guy. So he's just like, look at my fucking cell phone, yo. <laughs> yeah, he texts while uh, riding his bike and he just crashes into fucking brakes. Loser, take that Dante Boscov, fucker. And then he went back to the thing and then everyone had cell phones. Yeah, I want- what an asshole Kitty Bobo was. <laughs> I wanted to see that other cat. Oh, what was his name? Uh, the cool cat. Oh, graffiti. Yeah, I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, that show looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a he was a he was a cool cat. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think like I can like this pitch the cartoon again and see if it gets made oh, it was or a girl? Cool, like, but... like, if the show oh. was successful, like it would have been the first uh, Cartoon Network show to have to be created by a woman and. In 2002, I think, but that honor now belongs to Rebecca Sugar. Yeah. Yep. What a jerk. She still, she want, who was it? Rebecca Sugar? Who? Way to sandbag other people, Rebecca. I, I, think, she, <laughs> I think she called me a wimp. What? Yeah, I talked to her. I, I talked to her once on her forum spring and she called me a wimp. Rebecca Sugar beat you up? What? She wanted, she, I thought she would have. Oh, really well, wait, what, what was the context <laughs> of you being a wimp? Uh, I think we were talking about Adventure Time stuff, and then I mentioned my profession, and uh, I said something stupid because I was like a fourteen-year-old kid, and he said, uh, "No, no, that's for wimps. You're a wimp." She's like, she literally just, said, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, but what about? And she goes, "No, you're a wimp. You're a fucking pussy, loser." I feel like I feel <laughs> like that was not. Get off my fucking form spring. I feel like that was not her, maybe. <laughs> It could have been Rebecca Spice, for all we know. Her, like, evil twin. Yeah, Rebecca Spice. That's my favorite Spice girl. <laughs> my goth friend, uh, me and her, were going off about Kitty Bobo. Because uh, she, she uh, when it comes to Cartoon Network shows, she was trying to draw the style. Because she's an awesome artist. She can she does a lot like Rebecca Sugar. She does her own uh, fair share of Ed and Eddie Owie. What the fuck? Yeah, she's much like Rebecca Sugar. Uh, we don't uh, know that if that's true or not. So. But uh, she, Wait, uh, I mean, she's the one who did that really awesome Uncle Grandpa sketch of uh, Uncle Grandpa visiting the different Cartoon Network kids oh, yeah. in their style. And uh, she's really awesome. Her name's uh, XX Ninja X Geek, and uh, she's the one who brought Kitty Bobo back to my attention after all this time. So honestly, uh, she's she every day she. Tells me, oh yeah, I'm on CartoonNetwork.com playing some games and this and that. I'm like, you just playing some Cartoon Orbit, yellow. No, she she's like, oh yeah, I am the master at the Powerpuff Girls snowboarding game. No, <laughs> I, I will kick. That. She's like, I will. She's like, I will fucking kick anyone's ass who tries to th- say otherwise. Oh man, you, you know, I, I found that some bad news is a uh, Cartoon Network got rid of uh, Teen Titans Battle Blitz on site. It was the it was the b- fighting game with all the Teen Titans characters and like. I remember when that came out at the time, like, each week they unlocked a new hero, and then eventually you could play as the villains in this fighting game. It was so cool, and even though it was, like, a, a very primitive fighting game, as about as basic as possible. But yeah, I'm, I remember that one. Wait, is this, let me, let me make sure. Oh, it, it sends me to an error page! Fuck, uh, took that down! You, you can probably find it anywhere else, because any Cartoon Network game... That isn't on the site anymore. Yeah. You can just find it anywhere else, Someone... but except for Cartoon Network Orbit. Oh yeah. Okay, let me so... explain Cartoon Orbit. Basically, like uh, it was this online uh, browser thing where you would collect essentially stickers and post them on your 
it, on your it, thing. And it was, it's kind of like MySpace. It was kind of a big sticker book. That's what it was. And, and they had like a card game and stuff too. It, it was basically a kid version of MySpace or something. Not really. It was it was just this board game thing. I don't know. But yeah, Kitty Bobo is great. Anyone else? Yeah. I don't know. Anything else to say on Kitty Bobo? Nope. Or Rebecca calling you a pussy? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm a- Look at this fucking loser. Oh, still- oh, what? Did you get feels for for my show, loser? No, why, why won't Rebecca Sugar love me? Did that show make you cry, fucker? I don't know why I use the Emily voice. I have no other girl voice. <laughs> Emily voice is your generic gay voice. So. That's not Gee. true. I like girls, okay? Oh, wait, no. Fuck. Oh, God, my God, man, Rebecca. Oh, my God. We're going to go to the mall. See, that's not Gosh, exactly guys, like you. Drama bomb. Fuckers. No, for some reason, I want her to beat me up now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Wait, Rebecca or Emily? Rebecca, I don't What the fuck? Fuck Emily. No. You can't say that. I know. I don't know well, what's I, I, going I, but, on right now. But whenever Tara Strong, you know, la, once... La, when, la, whenever la, he, I remember <laughs> Tara Strong. No, no, no. Oh, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll just call up Jenny, Ke- Jenny Karagoski, you know. Maybe I, met uh, I never met him. Well, I met him once. You know, although it was just a very quick, hey, hello, and bye. That was it. It was a line. Hey, hey, my senpai noticed me, man. My senpai noticed me. I, who, I never heard of Tara Strong. I have... I wonder who she is. Whatever. She's a sellout. How dare you? <laughs> oh! Look at me. I'm Tara Strong on Twitter. Look, I do a lot of voices. <laughs> Look at me. I'm so great. I do voices. Yeah. Screw you, Tara. Okay. Hey, other other pilots. I have to talk about... Anyone have any others? Oh, uh, uh, I guess oh. the... The South Park pilot. Oh, right, yeah. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. But when they placed it on his head... That went viral before there was internet, basically. <laughs> oh no, that—that's the um. Or, or was the internet barely that, starting out? Yeah. That's like the uh, what's it? That's the Christmas card. I'm talking about the pilot that took them three months to make the first episode. Yeah, explain that it, one. Well, they basically like if you watch, because South Park only had six episodes in their first season. Well, when it was, I don't even know what the first season is now, but when it first came out, that was the first season. And the first one, they didn't really know how they would make, because they made this Christmas card and it went, it kind of got tape traded around a lot. And so then they didn't know how to do, because they use, you know, construction paper cutouts to make it. So to make a whole half hour one, it, it took them three and a half months and it looks really crude. Like they cut it out themselves and really use like a camera uh, and like real stop motion and everything. And it, it became like so quoted and so watched. Like I had a tape of the first six South Parks and I would get invited to like all these, you know, some kid would be like, oh, you got to come to our house so we can watch South Park. And we'd watch the first six. And then there wasn't anything until like the Halloween special. So it was like it was it was a crazy those first six 
got watched so much, but particularly the first one. The first one was just an insanely huge episode, you know. But it's like kind of cool to watch because now they have like a whole lab, and it's so like it's so uh, so so much better done, and they have all these fancy computers. And then it was like Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and one other guy. Yeah, because they only they had. Uh, like, well, who was it? I don't know, but like they, they now they have Flash, and they can make an episode in two weeks. I mean, there's a good documentary called um six days to air i think oh yeah 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 it's it's, making in like one week it's the live i mean it's them like they have a a week to make an episode but they're huge procrastinators and are like okay we have a week to make an episode i have no ideas what we got to do yeah it's pretty fascinating that's why yeah now so on topic all the time yeah because before that one it took them like forever to make but now it's like they make them so quickly it just because apparently they said they had like Jurassic Park type computers, um, like to you know how they they had like that kind of programs to make like the South Park episodes. So it's just like insane the production that was going into those for. But the first one specifically because it was just made kind of by three people. It's kind of just it's kind of crazy to watch. Like this one huge show was made so intimately, yeah. you know. So oh, and yeah. and I think it's it's pretty. It's pretty cool to see where it came from because I don't watch the first six every, you know, I haven't watched the first one in forever, so. Yeah, the pilot just, like, was this thing that just became viral that they made and a lot of, there was no source on it, so a lot of people took credit for it at the time. Well, it wasn't even, it wasn't even viral because no one had could stream internet. I mean, it, it started in 97. So this is before people could watch videos. So you would just like people would trade tapes and get like, oh, you want to see this funny thing? And like, like, that's kind of how it got passed around. Like it was what was was, viral before there was viral. Yeah, it was on like Tiger Woods golf on the PlayStation one game of Tiger Woods. If you put it into a seat into a PC and like load up some file, like it'll play the South Park episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I heard that. You know the story, of, like wh- how why they put that on there? No, I, I don't know why. I just heard about that. So let's say the C, let's say the PlayStation One CD can hold five hundred megabytes, and the game is about I don't know, like two hundred. Just for a game to lo- load up faster, they had to fill up that space with something. Otherwise, the games, uh, otherwise the loading times will be even longer because there's a whole disc to scan instead of this one portion. So some some programmer. Just like to fill up space, just threw that on there, like whatever, and people found it. There was also there was another one called uh, Santa versus Jesus too. Did oh yeah, know? I thought that was that was the Christmas card. There was also another one where, like, I think Frost, Frosty the Snowman was trying to kill them. Oh, I'm I'm reminded of this thing like my uh my yeah. cousin Pierre showed me. Pierre, like um, he just showed me this. In late 90s, he showed me this thing on his PC, and it was like these Flash videos that were somewhat interactive. It says, it was like a trick-or-treat thing, and it said, give these kids candy, yes or no, and if you say no, these these kids animated in 2D Flash moon you. If you say yes, a I think a giant turd falls on them. <laughs> what? Remember that shit. Yeah, I remember a lot of weird video files. Like, I remember there was this weird CGI... Uh, Popeye short film on like a PC or whatever and there was also this on that same PC there was this thing of this super hardcore pig covered in guns and metal and bullets and whatever and I'm like trying to find those things again the internet 
internet was weird when it started out. Does anyone have those? Like anyone listening to this? Because I could use that. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see that stuff again. Wait, wait, I think we should call that pig ham, uh, Hambo. Ham as in boning. A ham boning will save your life someday. You'd be like, what? You trying to mug me? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. Trying to fuck me? <laughs> Check out my ham boner. There was this one cartoon from back in the just pre-YouTube days. And I don't know what it's called, but like it would end up playing at like a lot of parties and it was kind of gross. It was like this horse and then a bird would jerk off the horse and then die in his cum. What the that was that was a fuck? That was a really popular one. A uh, classic the internet. Fuck. I mean that I think that was yeah. Every time Jim surprises me a little bit more each time. Well, I didn't make the cartoon with the bird choking on horse semen. I just watched it. You enjoyed it. Like every normal human being. What the You can't do that on television. Sorry, maybe I shouldn't have shared that. Maybe I shouldn't have shared that. Other pilots, so anyone... Yeah, I got this weird one. Back in 1993, there was a pilot for a show called it was a full episode pilot called uh roseanne and the, the roseanne and buddy show wow so this is cartoon land it's so bright and cheery yeah it makes me want to puke this looks like a great place to do our show it looks like an even better place to do lunch well there goes the neighborhood <laughs> Uh, basically, they gave Roseanne and uh, Arnold something. I don't know. They gave them an animated TV show, uh, and it was like extremely self-aware, like Family Guy, and or not unlike the critic uh, making fun of uh, pop culture. But it was only funny, funny if you knew who Roseanne was. Does anyone know who Roseanne is? Yeah, she's that loud, fat woman. I don't know. Is that some? Doesn't she do Snapple commercials? May- maybe at hurt? one point. At a time, no, I'm getting it, it just, icons messed messed up. Actually, the uh, uh, it's funny you bring up Roseanne with pilots because the pilot for her TV show is like well known to be like one of the best pilots uh. because because uh, what her what they did for the TV show is the pilot like basically has no plot like and. A lot of the episodes after that have very little plot, so you're just hanging out with Roseanne and Dan and their kids. And so by the time they actually do have plots, you um, you're already kind of like you already know the family, so you're already really into it. And that's why like that show exploded in its first season because by the time you got to episode six and it was really peaking, the show had just started going, and then everyone was just in. And so that that's why that show exploded. So and everyone used that as like, oh, we should do more pilots like this. But then they didn't. Very few pilots do that, where they just introduce the characters because that's like actually the most important thing yeah. is just like getting you into the characters. And that's like that first pilot like sets up that, and they have this exchange with Roseanne and the teacher, and she's wearing a blue co- she's wearing a blue collar shirt. Roseanne is, and the teacher's wearing a white collar shirt. It's like all these, like, they really lay it on thick, but they lay it on exactly and not too complicated so you can get it and get into it and not think about it. So <laughs> it's a good pilot. I remember you know, uh, uh, watching some uh, some Federator live stream and being in one. Like, there was 
explaining like how what's the best way to pitch your pilot and the thing with pilots is that they they say that the the most important thing is your characters and not your concept because if you have a good character you can take the character anywhere yeah but if if you pitch the concept first it's just like well when you take the character out of the concept what are they really yeah you have to i mean that's the thing that tv's that's the most important thing with the tv show is that like with those south park the South Park pilot, people were always quoting Cartman and they like loved Cartman. And so they wanted to watch him in more episodes. And so like if you have a character or a bunch of characters or even, um, oh, I heard the same thing with the Modern Family pilot. Like that whole episode is just um, them introducing their daughter. And that's and then you just meet all the characters. And that's a really strong pilot. And that's another show that just exploded in its first season because by the time you get to an episode with a plot, you know what, you know, the dad, you know, Phil, the dad is wacky and likes inventions. And so, you know, you like get everybody's thing and it's like having a friend, you know? Yeah. So that's why it works. <laughs> He's so well. my friend. But you know what's? Can I talk about the X-Men pride of the X-Men, pride which the- I can actually talk about two X-Men pilots. Mm-hmm. Should I do one and then the other or no? Shoot. Okay. So pride of the X-Men is from the eighties and, mm-hmm. It was a pilot made by, I guess, the same people who made G.I. Joe and Transformers and stuff, and by Sunbow, Sunbow Animation. And they were going to, and they made the pilot, but then it didn't come to series for whatever reason. But then it became legendary because they released it on VHS. So every blockbuster, and pretty, it was like pretty widely released, had it. And so everyone saw this pilot, and then they made a video game based on the pilot. So it became this huge thing before the 90s X-Men show because you could watch like everyone was like, oh, I've heard of X-Men. I'll watch this cartoon. And so like I know so many people watched it who have watched it and it actually aired on TV a couple of times at like 7 a.m. or something. But it's a pretty good. I mean, the animation is good. It's a shitty pilot. But, you know, I think we've talked about Pride of the X-Men before, but it's a it's a you know episode. Yeah. But sorry. (laughs) But it's a good, it's a, yeah, but if you're ever wondering why people keep bringing that up, it's because it had a big VHS release and the video game. And it's just like, there's no way you couldn't hear about it. It was like probably one of the best distributed pilots for a show that never aired. Yeah. Other than Korgoth, I guess Korgoth's the other one. I mean, it's pretty weird that they would release the pilot on VHS because I was at a thrift store and I found this other pilot. It's called um, Hawaiian Legends of the Hawaiian Slammers, which. It's it's about pogs. You remember pogs? Oh, oh, I heard about this cartoon. Tassos, if you're Mexican. Yeah, man. But look, I got some cool pogs. Elf pogs. Remember Elf? He's back in pog form. (laughs) (laughs) I never got my elf pog. So it's about this kid who like has these. Okay, so pogs basically it's just a stack of I think plastic coins and you throw the you get this one coin and you throw it down and if the the pile like explodes from the impact or stuff and the ones that are faced up or whatever i don't know the rules anymore <laughs> yeah so it's, it's oh, just this game man that, i played it, bugs. it's this it's this game that only mexicans still play <laughs> anyway it, so in this plot it's about this kid in hawaii who finds a bunch of pogs and he can summon monsters from there and it it kind of it was kind of way ahead of its time because this was before all the monster collecting things like Yu Gi Oh and uh, Pokemon came out. So like 
they could have been onto something, but no, they never gave it a chance. Also, <laughs> also they couldn't use the name of Pogs legally. Just Hawaiian. <laughs> so what did they? What did they oh call it? Slammers. <laughs> Oh, Slammers. I think I think it's called a drink now. I think I think that's a drink now. <laughs> yeah, but hey, at least the VHS was released on that I found at my thrift store. I'm surprised that happened. That's funny when a company's like, let's just go for broke and put this shit out on VHS. Yeah, I mean, there's like, a lot yeah. of there's a lot of failed pilots that I'm like, why won't the company just release it on online or whatever? Just throw. It I would there. still love that in that video you talked about the alien cartoon. Yeah. I would. I, I wish I could get my hands on that. There used to be, there was oh, this, yeah. it was a dumb comic by Rob Liefeld, Youngblood, and they used to hype up that they had tried to make a Youngblood show, but it was too violent and the network wouldn't do it. Yeah. But then, but then for like years and years, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see this footage. And now it's on YouTube and I watched it and it's shitty and it's not too violent. It just sucks. <laughs> it's just like, like if I was at the network, I go, this blows. And I bet they're like, well, just say in Wizard Magazine <laughs> that it's too violent. So that sounds better than our show suck balls. But Wildcats and Savage Dragon, two other image shows, did get, um, did get comic or did get shows. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of superhero shows at the time had suffered from being too censored like bruce tim with batman he fought to get like tommy guns in there and stuff but uh spider-man animated series like there were so many stupid rules like he can't crash through glass uh the the vampire myotis i think i don't know he couldn't suck blood he had to suck dick plasma and instead of biting people to suck oh blood, i remember that he, but batman batman played it off fairly well yes yeah. Oh, and he couldn't suck blood by biting people. He had to, like, use his hands, and they had, like, suction cups in there to suck plasma. <laughs> and it was it's so many stupid censorships. <laughs> I, I think Blade, the, 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 the hero Blade was in there. <laughs> Except he had, like, a, a lightsaber. <laughs> I think. Nice. I don't know. Wait, in, in Batman? No, in a, in a Spider-Man animated series. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes. They would have to change certain things. Oh yeah. Uh, there's just for like yeah. Oh yeah, but I, I remember uh, Deadpool actually appeared in X-Men the animated series for like 2 seconds. That's uh, Yeah, I, I think I remember no, that. Well, he wasn't as prop popular then. No, I mean this was back then when he wasn't like a joke character, he was like an a legit serious like he was a, basically a knockoff of Slade Wilson from from Teen Titans. Yeah, he wasn't really Deadpool. as big as he was. Same as Deathstroke, man. Deathstroke. I like <laughs> Never mind. Oh wait, the uh, nine. I wanted to talk about the '90s X-Men yeah. since you brought it up. I guess, kind of. Oh, so what they used to do with those shows, with both the '90s X-Men and the '90s Spider-Man, is they would air the pilot like four or five months before the show came out. So for four months, people and then Fox Kids would re-air them like once a month until the show came out. So by the time the show came out, it was like this huge event. That you're like, holy shit, X-Men's coming? I can't wait. Like, X-Men, they played two episodes. But Spider-Man, you had to wait four months. But with Spider-Man, they actually launched a toy line. Because Marvel, like, Marvel actually produced the Spider-Man show themselves. Like, this is pre-them having a studio. And so they had toys already there. And I remember, like, going to Toys R Us and being like, who are all these characters just an episode with the lizard but they like were just like who cares let's just have it already and i knew so many kids who were into the, the spider-man show for months based on one episode yeah. which was the pilot which but the the x-men pilot 
is actually pretty decent. The Spider-Man one, the animation's good, but the story's, yeah. Yeah, I know back then, a lot of the times they uh, they make the toys before they make the show. Like, th- that's why you see yeah. so many pieces of Simpsons merchandise with Bart with a blue shirt is because they, they made the toys while the show was still in development. Uh, but nowadays, like, uh, they, they usually wait a few seasons and then they release merchandise because it costs a lot of money to, like, make the mold of a action yeah. figure and stuff. Unless you're like, unless you're like Disney or something, yeah. they try to get that stuff out. Cause they, they got, well, Disney got in a lot of trouble because of what happened with frozen. Whatever. Like they, they didn't have, they didn't have the merchandise ready. They didn't think frozen was going to be that big. And like Kmart and target and all those places got, they got hit with all these requests. Like, Hey, where's your frozen stuff? And they're like, Oh well, Disney didn't give us very much, so we don't know what to do. But so it kind of like that's that helped Frozen because there was this huge demand for a couple months. But like so for like Big Hero Six, there was a ton of merchandise, and that's because like they have to kind of make good on any Disney movie has to have a shit ton of even more merchandise now because the stores are like, you're not gonna fuck us over again, Disney. Don't fuck with us. Don't <laughs> that frozen me. Like don't frozen me, bro. Damn. Yeah. That sounds like what Nintendo just did with the Amiibos. Yeah, because I remember oh, Nintendo is bullshitting because they know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. They they know that if they, like, limit the supply, people will be, like, urging to get this, get it when they can. So it's kind of like with I mean, the Wii because, like, when the Wii came out in 2006, like, there was so high, such high demand and very little to, um, very little uh, supply. So, you know, it, it kind of gives you the urgency to, like, buy it when you see it. That's why. I mean, that, it. that helps with, like, I remember both Masters of the Universe and Power Rangers. It was hard to get those toys at first. So it kind of gave them, it, like, helped hype them up for that first year because people were like, oh, you have. I remember having those big, taller Power Rangers toys for, like, an event. Like, you'd go to a kid's <laughs> house and they're like, I have it. Who wants to touch me? <laughs> I remember <laughs> I had this, uh, this power, this Red Ranger figure it was, like, a foot tall. And, it, and I don't know, you put these discs in the chest and it was, like, this halt. It shoots, like, a projector screen of these. I remember that. Yeah, those are the, those are the original ones. Oh, man, those, I had that. I, oh, crap. Yeah. Those, those oh, were, like, job, such man. a big deal. I could never get those, but then they put out the toys where um, they were just like regular action figures and you could flip their heads. They would flip from who the, the actor was to the uh, Power Ranger, uh, I guess, helmet. And everyone had those because they were like, finally, and then nobody gave a shit after that. that, that I feel. <laughs> they probably did, but I just didn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, one other pilot that keeps that just came to my head. I think you talked about it recently, but do you remember the Patakis? Oh, right. Well, it, I don't think it did not make it to uh, pilot stage, but it was just like an idea. They even had commercials for it, though. Did they? They did. They actually, I remember on Nick at Night, they were saying, coming soon, this summer, the Patakis. And they had some small concept art, but it barely got anywhere. Where are the Patakis? Okay, well, well, hang on. First off, let me just say that that kind of reminds me of like... I forget on what DVD, but there's a, a feature. There was there was a whole like behind the scenes making of of Dumbo two. Now you got in one of the DVD features like they were talking about the concept of Dumbo two and like, do you guys remember Dumbo two? No, did that come out? Nope, no footage, <laughs> nothing. There was Disney was so up their ass that they said, "Hey, let's make a behind the scenes making of Dumbo two before we even make it and release it." 
But yeah. What? Wow. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> but yeah, but, but Techies, if it's it's a spin-off of it was going to be a spin-off of Hey Arnold on Nickelodeon with the bully girl who secretly loved Arnold and her family. Oh, but I think the, well, I guess the Thanksgiving special is kind of that already. Oh, I, I have a terrible story about the Thanksgiving special. Oh, God. Wait, what is it? Okay, so in the episode of uh, Hey Arnold's Thanksgiving, like, uh, Helga, you know, if you know the show, Helga's neglect, being neglected by her family and stuff, and they always love her older sister since she's more successful in everything and stuff, and Helga is just kind of ignored, and I don't know, <laughs> at, at, at when she went to like their Thanksgiving dinner and they were going to say, give thanks to whatever. And when it was Helga's turn, she says, I'm thankful for absolutely nothing. And I thought that was so funny at the time when I was like eight or whatever. And then I did that with my Thanksgiving and with my family and they didn't think it was funny at all. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty hardcore. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. This, this That's shows... like when every every family like big holiday, my grandfather would always ask me, "What's your favorite subject in school?" And I always try to like give a good give like a good answer. And one one time I went recess, and he just looked at me like, "What recess? It's not a subject." I was like, "Yeah, it's the it's my favorite part of school." And like I was like, not gonna lie, just gonna because I'd say something like, "Uh." English gym? I don't know. And then, but the, that one time, and I just remember the look of disappointment, like, <laughs> recess, huh? Okay. I was like, oh, I thought you said what my favorite show was. But I'm bummed. No, I. Yeah, you like smooth. Waka waka. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, I don't know what that is either. What? No, no. I just said recess, and he just looked like, uh, you're going to be the one who works on a cartoon, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pataki's never made it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it, it it was actually in development, and they said they wanted it to be kind of like The Simpsons in a way, like uh, it was going to be more mature. But they, it just never happened. Like the teen years, but uh, I think I, I remember hearing that it was going to happen, but like Daria came out, and it was kind of like the same demographic and uh -huh. idea of a teen girl who's bitter and moody. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, who would be the teen girl? Because the the daughter. Helga. In the back. It's like, I think it was oh, like it's like Helga when she's older. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. But like, it, it it happens after the supposed movie. Yeah. Um. Jim Lang, oh. the cre. Oh no, wait. That's the music. That's the guy who makes the music for the show. Um. Craig Barlett, who's uh, who made Hey Arnold, is still working at Nickelodeon. He returned to it, so he's working on another show. But they they say that he's trying to fight for another more Hey Arnold. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, Nickelodeon's... What a shit show. I don't know. I noticed they've started playing Sanjay and Craig on Sunday nights. Um, which is... I don't know. I don't love Sanjay and Craig, but I feel like like if they actually supported it a little bit, it could take off a little bit, you know? I like the I like the animation, even though it's gross as all hell. Yeah. Or did you ever see the one where they held in a fart all the episode? There, no. uh, Craig holds in a fart and then he has like a fart baby. And at the end of the episode, I think he farts and it's like a giant. It's like an atomic bomb or something. So kind of like that that episode of uh of Dexter. Dexter's Lab. Yeah. Oh. Remember, oh wait. Uh, I, let me remember that episode. 
I do remember that. Okay. Yeah, he I thought he was going to die. Yeah, there's, okay, there's an episode of Dexter where Dexter uh, decided to order a gigantic-ass burrito, <laughs> which the, the, the delivery guy just delivers it inside his lab, like, whatever, and he eats the entire burrito in one setting, and... <laughs> That one guy knows that Dexter have a lab. Yeah, <laughs> Dexter will trust him, but not his family. That's so sad. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's sad. That is sad. Oh, I watched. Oh, I watched the Dexter pilot. Oh, hang on, but like, but like. Oh, sorry. You <laughs> finished this. So like, okay, Dexter yeah, yeah. feels a rumble in his stomach, and like <laughs> he thought he was gonna die, and he's just like doing all the all the things that he ever wanted to do, and confessing to all his family and stuff. Oh, and he gave Dee Dee his lab. But at the very oh, yeah. end, he's going to tell his Aww. parents about the <laughs> lab. And at the very end, he just farts. A big, long fart. And wait, it, oh, did, you... it, did it break the TV? Yeah, like the TV. You saw, like, he, he was embarrassed. You just see the TV shoved against the wall on impact. Wait, did you see the... Did you ever see There's a Louie episode where his sister's visiting... And she's pregnant and she thinks she's going into labor and like the whole episode, like he's freaking out and he, like people are helping him and he gets to, they get to the emergency room and they put her legs in the stirrups and like she's screaming and then suddenly she just farts. And it's like, it was like, it was really funny. It was like really funny. I just ruined that episode of Louie. I'm sorry to everyone and to Louis CK. Okay. I, I thought we were, I thought we were t- for a second. I thought we were talking about, um, Life with Louie or some show by Louis Anderson, some cartoon that he had. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's what you were picturing. That, that seems like something he'd do. <laughs> it was just, it was a good like end. Cause you're like, what the fuck? It was a fart joke. It was like the most elaborate fart joke I'd ever seen. Like the whole episode was a fart joke. <laughs> hey, farts, farts will always be funny. So yeah. Let's talk about the Dexter pilot. Oh, so, uh, so the Dexter pilot. I actually saw it before it was a when it was a pilot because I, where I lived, we just got Cartoon Network right, right around then. And what was it called? What cartoons or what a cartoon? What a cartoon show? What a cartoon! So it had that, and I actually remember it had that. The Powerpuff Girls was one of them. Also, like they had all the Johnny Bravo, like. Right before they were, when they were just like these small little pilots. And, but Dexter's was like the one that I was like, oh, this is the amazing one. And it was like when, uh, Dee Dee's like bothering him as always. And then, or I guess then not as always, cause it's the first one, but like, uh, he has this remote and it transforms them into various animals and they keep hitting it and transforming each other into different animals. But the yeah. one part that stuff is really well animated. It's like Gendy really trying to show off and like make this thing as great as it can be. Um, but there's this one sequence where Dexter's explaining what the remote does and she keeps changing him into different animals. That's just a pretty awesome sequence. But there yeah. there's some good scenes like um, Dee Dee and Dexter as a, a snail and a turtle trying to hit the remote before their mom comes in to find out what they're doing. <laughs> Oh wait, I remember. It's a that. really good. It's really good because it's like it get you. You go like, oh man, this show's crazy. I can't wait to see more. Yeah. It's like an excellent pilot in that you're like, this is totally like a concept show, but I'm so in. It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because like, uh, Dexter went through with like three redesigns, and like the what a cartoon uh, episodes are like more 
bouncier looking. They're less squarish than the, yeah, they the are. rest of the series. I don't know. I, pre- I prefer the middle, the, the second redesign, like the typical show, how it looked. Mm. Yeah. Do you, do you remember uh, uh, Fairly Odd Parents? They had, instead of just a pilot, they kind of had six episodes okay. before it was a series. Well, here's what happened. It's uh, It was by, okay, what a cartoon show in. Oh, yeah. The Fairly Odd Parents that came from this other compilation series called Oh, Yeah Cartoons, where they just showed a bunch oh, of oh, yeah. a bunch of shorts and animated pilots and uh, that's where fairy odd parents got their start and chalk zone uh there was one with uh minda and the vampire or whatever mean, uh mean minda and the count yeah yeah i think that was was that by paul rudish the but yeah fairy odd parents i remember seeing that and i thought that was like such a great concept that i desperately wanted that to to be a show and now it is and now it never ends it just keeps going no it's a great it's a yeah. yeah, but it's weird to go back to it and hear, like, Cosmo's voice is, like, much deeper. Like, he sounds like uh, Timmy's dad, because they're the same voice actor. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but the original voice of Timmy uh, died, so Tara Strong took over. Oh. Oh, yeah, Tara Strong. Who's that? Ooh, what, what did they die of? Who was the voice of the original Timmy? I don't know. I think it was, it was late... Katie, S- Katie something? Hmm. Because I remember it was this lady who committed suicide. Oh, is it the lady from South yeah, Park it's the also? Lady who worked on South Park also. Because she was the voice, all the female voices from South Park just suddenly changed. And they like weren't talking, they weren't talking about it in the media, but she killed herself right around the time of the South Park movie coming out. Yeah. It was like, Mary- I think right after that. Yeah, Mary Kay Bergman. What was yeah. the, was she like have major depression issues or what was the? I think that's what it was. Hang on. Uh, had bipolar disorder and anxiety disorders. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah, but she, yeah, it was like, because they didn't really talk about it at the time. Like, I didn't know about it until later, you know, which is sad because she had a great career. Yeah, she was also the yodeling voice for Jesse in Toy Story 2. Most, I think, all the South Park female characters. Yeah, from the beginning until uh, her death. Like, uh, well, I mean, recently, uh, Cartoon Network released a couple of pilots, including the Over the Garden Wall pilot that has not been seen yet so far until now. But uh, one of the other pilots was, um, which one do you all want to talk about? This place is bogus. I want to go somewhere I actually fit in. I assume you're talking about Party Island. Oh, come on, man. You have to come with me. It's never fun without you. Well, I do enjoy the occasional journey near subconscious. With this key, create a door and take me to your righteous shores. Give us fun where there was none and make reality undone. I command you in the name of 12 Party Island, show yourself! Come on! Let's rage! Right behind you, dude. There were three pilots. Uh, one was uh, Forever 12, the other one was Jammers, and the other one was Incest Stories called Riding Bergs. Okay. <laughs> uh, riding with Burges. Yeah. Riding with Burgers. The, the thing about Riding with Burges is this, okay, so it's the story of this uh, sto- this slacker-looking... David Spade. David Spade-looking hillbilly yeah. guy who wants who dresses like Jake Long from American Dragon in a way, like he wants to be black so bad. He he gets into space where he's an ambassador for Earth, and all his friends are like one's one's Mexican, one's black. And like he's like a Mexican stereotype. It's pretty uh, funny that this isn't like Cartoon Network. Like yeah, wow, the Mexican is just this guy who just who doesn't speak English. He's like their Boom Howard. He's that character that no one understands, but who, who doesn't speak English, but everyone understands him, like Boom Howard. 
Chewbacca, that, I guess. He speaks like a high-pitched <laughs> baby Mexican. It's like... Oh, God. Thanks. This is my representation. <laughs> there hasn't been a Mexican cartoon since Mucha Lucha on, on, um, <laughs> on Cartoon Network, but this totally makes up for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Birch is... He's just... He just comes off as really sleazy and dirty to me. Like I don't like him. He's like, uh, he's he's inbred, basically. He, the inbred he, com- he comes off as it seems like something that should have been on like Fox next to Family Guy and Alan Gregory. Yeah, and get canceled as fast as Alan Gregory. Yeah, I don't know, like, like four episodes maybe. Yeah, <laughs> six I think. Because sometimes the Fox would uh would order six episodes of a show and that's it. It's just, they're just there for like season filler until like American dad or whatever. comes back. Yeah. yeah. Same with the Napoleon. They did that with, with Seinfeld. The first season of Seinfeld was really short, but it's weird. Like people always consider it like a huge insult when you get that few, few episode pickup. Yeah. You know? That happens. I guess they didn't predict to be so successful. Well, South Park only got six, and they thought, because it was an inappropriate cartoon, they're like, we'll just do these six, and then we'll go off and film Basketball. <laughs> yeah. Which they had to work on South Park when they weren't shooting. They had to go to their trailer with computers. Yeah, it's crazy, because, <laughs> like, uh, Matt Trey and Stone Parker, or whatever their names were, uh, they were making South Park, but at the same time, they had to make a live-action movie called Basketball. Because they got... They got cast in that before South Park, but then they sold them. It's one of the few times that a movie's been sold on an animator being being in a movie, and <laughs> because it because after when they were making it, South Park was huge, and they were huge by default. But it didn't do well. I never saw it, so I don't. They got it because of Cannibal the Musical, yeah, or no, Orgasmo. That was their big movie. Oh, wait, did they work. make the movie, or or were they just Orgasmo started? and and Cannibal? I I think they both star in and wrote and directed. Oh, okay, yeah. But Orgasmo, I know they he's Trey Parker stars in, and they both helped write and direct it. Yeah, it's really weird to hear their voices because they voice like the adults on South Park, and it's it's just weird to hear them in live action as actors. <laughs> yeah, it is weird to hear. It's weird any voice actor who does like different voices, like Harry Shearer. I still have a weird time hearing him in anything else because I'm like, whoa, Ken Brockman. I mean, like the the mo- the. Oh, wait, 1998 Godzilla American movie, like, ha- yeah. for some reason had a bunch of Simpsons voice actors in there. I don't know why. I gotta see that. I think it's just Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer, right? Yeah, and Is I think... Dan, uh, Dan Castanella, whatever. Oh, Lisa's in it? I think so. I th- or maybe oh, wow. it was Bart's voice. I don't know. I don't remember. I Wasn't Lisa that. in some weird live-action movie when she was a child, and it sounds just like Lisa's voice? Oh, she's in City Slickers in this opening scene where she has to tell her boss that she got pregnant because she used a uh, she used a pregnancy test, and one of the guys. Have you guys seen City Slickers? <laughs> no. or? Okay, well, one of the one of Billy Crystal's friends like runs a supermarket, and this girl shows up. And it is like telling him that she took a pregnancy test and it turns out like she's pregnant. But she tells like this party of all this guy's friends and his wife that she's pregnant. Is Mr. Phil Berkowist here? Can I get you something? Mr. Berkowist, your housekeeper told me where you were. I'm in trouble. What what are you doing here, Nancy? Who's who's on register nine? I don't know what to do. Romaki? I don't think this is the time or the place to talk about this. I'm late. What? 
five, period. Whoops. What? I was at work and on my break and I took one of those home pregnancy tests from aisle 11. The ones on special? Yes. And it came up blue. Why is she telling you this, Phil? Because I'm, 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 I'm her boss. And, and we, we have a health plan. Son of a bitch, you screwed this little girl in my father's store? Oh, no, no, no! Nick was in his car! Oh, Jesus! And I'm not a little girl, I'm 20. Get out of this house, you little whore. Hey! I will not permit you to talk to her that way! And it's, but it's obviously the woman who plays Lisa. And so, like, the whole time I'm just hearing Lisa's voice telling her supermarket boss she's pregnant is, like, a little weird. <laughs> She had a decent career. Going back to the pilots, like, uh, the other ones were, um, there was this one called Jammers, and this is if you thought, like, Uncle Grandpa was too tame. Here's something that's basically pepperan on acid. Ugh. Uh, it's Ugh. fucking deranged as shit, but I love it so much. And everyone hates it. I'm the only person who likes this pilot. <laughs> Well, you like Paul Bart Marklop too. No, no, so okay, okay. Paul Bart Marklop too. Wrong. Okay, the first hour of Paul Bart was awful, but like the later thirty minutes were pretty funny. So you know, it's okay film. Yeah, you you also liked uh, what was that show? Was it Problem Solvers or what was the other show? Uh, oh. Secret Mountain Fort Awesome. Oh. Those, I like those shows. I like. I, cool. I also like Chappie. If you want to fight about that. Wait, wasn't wasn't Problem Solvers had like the really really extreme colors yep. to it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a good story about Problem Solvers. <laughs> what? So every time it would come on, my one cat Buster would like watch it, and then when the theme song would come on, he'd like run in and like sit down on the couch and like watch <laughs> the show. And it happened like three like I don't. There aren't that many episodes, but it happened in like the first four. And I, I'm friends with a few of the people who worked on that. And I Facebook messaged him and messaged him and was like, "Look, uh, my cat Buster is really into your show, so I know it's not. I know it's not really going well in terms of reception and all this stuff. But I just thought, you know, maybe that would ha that would be encouraging or something. And he was like, "Oh, thanks, man. You know, I don't think anyone else is watching it, but your cat Buster, but." You know. <laughs> But so then I messaged this guy. I've publicly outed that my cat watches this show. The next time I watch it, I'm like, hey, Buster, you watch this show? And he's like, I'm a cat. I don't watch TV. What the <laughs> fuck's wrong with you? He's like, did not, did not watch any problem solvers with me after oh. that. I mean, he was here because he's not going to leave my apartment. But, you know, it's like. Like he he could have watched the rest, and he was like, "I don't watch problem solvers anymore." He made this uncool and mainstream, so oh. I'm not into it. But yeah, he yeah. Uh, my cat watched at least four episodes of Problem Solvers. But they're all th the reason I knew he could see it is because cats can only see like three or four colors, and all those colors were always on display on Problem Solvers. Damn. They broke the color spectrum here. So if, you know, if they, if you, I bet there were more cats who were into that show. Probably had a big cat audience. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note. Oh, yeah. But Jammers, I like Jammers. It just has this stupid frog that follows them around. It's so stupid. So weird. Yeah. And the ne the next pilot was um uh, 12 Forever, which it's about this girl and who's really crazy and this normal guy who looks like Palio from the podcast, like Palio Steel. Yeah. <laughs> it's suspicious. It looks like him. Yeah. Yeah. So this girl and guy go into this, this uh, dimension where 
where all their, I don't know, it's basically like Chalk Zone where all this crazy stuff goes on, all these characters are there. Although I kind of feel it came out at the wrong time because the dynamic of the characters is a little similar to Star vs. the Force of Evil. So it's like bad timing it came out. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people are really loving it. That's the one part that universally a lot of people loved. I, I, I definitely think it could uh, it could work if the right network if Cartoon Network takes it. I think it, it could uh, at least be it'd be something. Yeah, I mean, maybe it could could end up like an American Dragon Juniper Lee situation where it had the same almost similar concept, and but they're still going on at around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, but other failed pilots like. I plan on doing another, I guess, top five video on pilots because there's, I don't know, I found so many that I want to talk about desperately and, I don't know, people there's are going to say, you're running out of ideas, like, no, I want to talk about this, this fascinates me because, I don't know, something... There's there's so many of them and you used to not be able to find them ever, now you can find so many, it's like, because of the internet, like, there was a comic I read in the 90s that I heard had a pilot and it just got surfaced, like, this year for it? hate. Hate. The comic hate, and they made a the pilot's awful, but they made a pilot for it. And I'd read MTV wanted to make a show of it in the it was like in the nineties, and they made uh yeah the same guy actually designed the Generation X Coca Cola drink that never went anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 those drinks that had like what did they have on there? It was just like dystopian text some, on there. Some design actually, I might have the wrong artist. I just wanted to talk about that <laughs> drink, maybe. <laughs> the Sorry. drink that did like obey on it or something. Yeah, I never had it though. Did I? I would be curious if someone had drank it. And it didn't do well at all. It just bombed. No, it remember, bombed pretty horribly. Remember whenever Coke released that uh, holiday edition of uh, regular Coke with the uh, inverse bottle, and people were like, "Do you have regular Coke? Because it looks so much like a Diet Coke yeah. bottle." It's confusing because, like, all, for for your entire life, you recognize Coke as this thing in a red can and then you see this holiday edition of coke regular coke that comes in a white can it's like oh like, i remember that it's, yeah because like that's that's really con- i don't know that's like breaking what you've known since birth <laughs> it's like you can't just change the color like that to a product that's similar to something else it's like yeah, yeah why would why would that's weird that coke would even do that yeah that's a poor design choice i, I think they did it because it had something to do with saving polar bears or something yeah but yeah, yeah it was they just a, they lost so much though. They lost so much. It was much. a graphic design disaster. Like a lot of people are saying, well, why not just read the things? Like you don't understand how people work. They they're not gonna <laughs> read it. They just see it and they're just gonna pick it up and think it's Diet Coke. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. They're not gonna because you've associated a different color scheme. You can't change it. I mean, Coca Cola was so good at that. It's weird they did that because they're you know they're the ones that gave us. Our modern interpretation of Santa Claus. <laughs> really? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. We The reason Santa Claus is the way it is is because of Coca-Cola. Damn. Like, that's not even a joke. There, well, it, it came from other stuff, but they're the reasons it, it's popularized. It's actually, his colors came from, and I'm not joking with you. You're going to think I'm messing with you, but it's not. It came from a guy who liked to trip on a particular kind of mushroom that was red and white. And that's where <laughs> Santa Claus is. And one of his Mario? visions, 
one of his visions was i'm not joking reindeer flying in the in the air and that's where he came up with that so most of santa claus is some dude tripping on mushrooms. that's not a joke i i saw it on one of them oh yeah them this guy breaks into our things. house yeah exactly like if you think about it it's like it sounds like some guy on mushrooms like he gives you presents and then we just like eat a lot of cookies and milk and like he's just chill that's all he needs man oh let's you want to watch Netflix streaming? I want, I want them to it's, animate that and have Jim be the voice of Santa. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Yeah. It's a present. Just, just like, can I just chill out and watch your Netflix? Oh, dude, you've not been watching good movies. What's up with that? You checked out this oh. thing called Bojack? It's, crazy. <laughs> it's like deep, but not really. So 11, that'll it's, mess you up. It's so deep. Oh, man. Yeah, how, come they, thing. Uh, how come they only have Land Before Time sequels? I'm going to watch part seven. I'm kind of into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, Santa, don't you have other presents? They go, after Land Before Time seven, bro. <laughs> after Land Before Time seven. Life no. can stop. Littlefoot needs to go to the Great Valley with Sarah and the rest of them. Uh, I don't know the continuity. I'm like really high on mushrooms right now. <laughs> There is no continuity of that garbage. Oh. <laughs> what if, yeah, I've always wondered, what if I watched them and I was like, man, you think they're worse, but number five really picks up. It's like the best one. Probably not, though. No. Probably not. We've been looking for someone like you for a very long time. The future is running out. You have to come with us to change it. Why me? You could fix the future. You wanted to see tomorrow, land. Here it comes. So you're talking about Tomorrowland? No, I would skip it. Just see San Andreas, the Grand Theft Auto movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, what's who's the animation in the intro by? Did they say? I actually don't know, but it did look like something he could have done. Oh. I don't know. I didn't check. Does it look like Iron Giant? Mm-hmm. No. That style? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, I don't know. It was like not, it's kind of a bummer. Like, it's like you want to watch a summer movie and see a bunch of explosions and stuff, and it just didn't fit with that. Was it at least directed well? Uh, Some parts, but the action sequences weren't as well directed as usual. It was just, it was like... I was very disappointed. No. And I was like, and I'm a huge Brad Bird fan. Never, I've never disliked anything he's ever done. So well, it's a little surprise. Someone else wrote the script. I, I'm aware. Oh, wait. No, about- he, he helped. He helped write it. He, he, Brad Bird helps redevelop anything he's worked. Cause Ratatouille and Ghost Protocol, he didn't develop. And same with this one. Like, cause he's credited as a screenwriter also. Well, maybe it was like, I don't know, Disney's idea. And he was like, Okay, I'll I do feel it. like you're, you're like everybody's like trying to be like, well, maybe it wasn't him. Let's not. Come on, please, <laughs> no. please, please, please. It's not Brad Bird. Come on. Come I'm on. like, guys, there's a certain point where like I've done that before with directors where I'm like, okay, I'll I'll let him have this one, and then the next one. I did that with Peter Jackson until I saw Lovely Lonely Lovely, uh, Lovely Bones. Bones. Oh, the, after that, I was like, no, fuck you, Peter Jack. Like, I kind of gave, I was like, look, King Kong, you get a pass because you did Lord of the Rings. But then when I saw Lovely Bones, I was like, no, fuck you. I just can't, like, I don't know. 
I'm hoping Gendy can get off of this whole Hotel Transylvania thing in the same way. Like, he'll get better. But I, I, Hotel Transylvania wasn't so bad. You know, it's like, you know, you're just like, hey, come on, Elysium wasn't so bad. I mean, maybe yeah. Chappie will be better. <laughs> but Brad, I don't know. More of what it's saying upset me more than maybe the movie. The message? The messages of it are like extremely, if you really go into them and start thinking about them, they're kind of disturbing. And it's like, these messages, uh, Tomorrowland. Oh, it's just like, if you really think about them, you're just like, Oh, that's disturbing. And he uses a lot of tropes he's done with his other movies. And then it made me like, now you've made me feel bad about your director trademarks. I hate you. Like what? Like, just the whole idea of like all his movies are about exceptional people. Yeah. <sighs> and this is a movie about exceptional people, but he's basically like acting like if you're exceptional, um, you're therefore like kind of better than everyone else. I mean, that was kind and of the message of Incredibles in a way. It, it was, but I don't think it came off as as dicky and as like <laughs> presumptive and as like I'm better than than the guy who who's the janitor just because I have created something and it's like i'm i'm not saying he's not a he's not a great talent but it's like that someone like feels that way so much doesn't like kind of creeps me out a little you know it's yeah. a little it, it is a, a tiny bit of fascist yeah too so it's like i don't know. but That's there's just suck it's just like it's not it wants to be like a really smart brainy movie but then when you get into it you're like i feel gross now thanks a lot I'll see. Oh, and all the Disney stuff, all the Disney stuff is cut out. So there's no mentions of Walt Disney. There's no mentions of a Disney park in it. But then when I left the movie, I Instagrammed it yesterday. They gave me a a made Disneyland ticket for Tomorrowland. (laughs) So I don't know why they cut all that stuff out. Because it's like, it's really confusing. Like, what? So what is this about then? I mean, it seems like something that should be some sort of inspiring Disney movie, like um, what uh, Meet the Robinsons in a way. Yeah, yeah. It it's just I don't know. It's it's no Fury Road. <laughs> Nothing yeah. is. Hey, it's let's, not let's even the Watch Book of Life. It's not, as, it's not even as good as Age of Ultron. Oh, so questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to don't ask us. Be sure to put it the <laughs> comments on this video, and we'll answer them in the next. Uh, podcast one at a time oh sorry you can you go sorry i uh, remember uh viewers uh there's google you can use google to answer your questions so <laughs> <laughs> oh it was like or you can use pan's uh, g- uh guest book on his tripod site that's an, another <laughs> oh, no ask question no one knows what a tripod site is anymore. <laughs> If someone book. has one of those and has a guest book, I would I would love that. It'd I mean, have hilarious. you seen have you seen how awful Tara Strong's official website is? Like, I'm oh, pretty sure that has yeah, a guest book. Yeah. Oh, please! I'm I'm going on there right now. Like, please have a guest book I can sign. Because <laughs> okay, in the in the '90s and early 2000s, uh, people had websites and they didn't really have comments. So you just like w- the only way you can post a comment was a uh, sign a guest book. And, oh, I'm not finding it. Darn. Damn, it hasn't been updated in... Is as old as Space Jam. It hasn't been updated since 2012. Huh, that's so sad. But it looks like it's from the 90s. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, 
be sure to start your question with the word question and so it's easier to find. And let me just answer this one first. I record the podcast using a Mac program called ScreenFlow. First question. What's the true religion? Mike Villanova. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Villanova asks, question, Pan, what do you think of rotoscoping in animation movies slash shows slash music videos? Is it what do you think? Is it art or is it a bunch of shitty fucking lazy assholes? Well, (laughs) well, that actually the question. I I added the shitty lazy assholes part. Well, look, look, it's not it's not Disney did it. The Fleischers did it. Rotoscope has been around for a long time, but it's not lazy. It's just like a different kind of way to do it, you know. I don't know. I don't think it's lazy, but it is like Ralph Bakshi did it a lot. Like fire and ice is like shot. He shot footage with actors to be rotoscoped. So, I mean, there's different ways around it. And there was that Kanye West video uh, for heartless that was rotoscoped. Like people still do it. I think it looks kind of cool, but it's like, I kind of prefer the other way to be honest, but. I don't think it's that. You really think it's lazy? Oh, or? no. Well, let me explain what rotoscoping is. Basically, it's oh, sorry. you get live-action footage, and then uh, someone draws over it and traces over it as a cartoon. And I think I love that style, but a lot of people, there's a big debate saying, like, is it art or is it just just tracing? It's not It's not animating. Which there's still, I mean, it's... They're still drawing input into it. It's well, you still got to make it. Yeah, you still got to make it look good. It's just a different way to animate. That's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of scenes in Snow White were rotoscoped, like, uh, yeah. but but they weren't realistically rotoscoped. Like they rotoscoped it in the realistic way, and then they had another artist draw over that and rotoscoped it again and, to make it more cartoon stylized and Disney style. Yeah, they've done I it. Have like no opinion over this because I am a woman. What? <laughs> what? what? I said, I have no opinion over this because I am a woman. Where'd that come from? Yeah. What? <laughs> what did that I don't know. When I don't, when I don't know about something stupid. I, I, honestly, I've had a cold this whole time. Whenever I'm having a cold, stupid stuff. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? I'm sorry. It was an accident. What was that, what was that shit about Vietnam? Oh, dude, I'm sorry. What the fuck does anything have to do with Vietnam? I don't know. When I don't know about what something, when I have a cold, I say this shit is stuff. <laughs> it's like if I just... It's like if people were having a discussion, it's like, I'm a Mexican. I don't know these. I, I have no, I don't care about this topic. Like, Honestly, I, I'm surprised I haven't got kicked out of my job yet when I'm uh, all this week because I've been so sick. Stupidest shit that's come out of my mouth this week. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to the conversation. <laughs> but but I, the, the uh, rotoscope movies that I do like, I, I've, I think my visually, I like to, a scanner darkly. Starring. Oh yeah, that that was cool. Starring uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu, yeah, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, before Iron Man. And wa- Waking Life does the same thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think that was that probably had to been like the most, I guess, fanciest looking rotoscoping I've ever seen. Because uh, yeah, I remember like they were having troubles. Like they had to push a trailer out, and they had to like rush to finish certain scenes just to have it for the trailer. Oh really? Uh, yeah. it's I think it was in, was it in, it was like Warner Brothers, one of their independent movies or something like their weird, yeah. some different division. Uh, well, because w- Waking Life did pretty well because Waking Life was first. It's by Richard Linklater, yeah. who did Boyhood recently. Uh-oh. And he did, and Waking Life, uh, <laughs> that one, like, I can't imagine that movie was really that good without the animation. Mm-hmm. 
But Scanner Darkly, it seemed to work a lot better. But Waking Life, every time I watch it, I'm like, this movie would be boring as shit if it wasn't rotoscoped. You know, I mean, like, imagine because they shot that whole thing was shot and edited with the live action footage and then they rotoscoped it and it's like thank god you did because i can't imagine sitting through that movie without the cool visuals yeah I'm, I'm really curious like i wish there was a way to watch these rotoscope movies but the entire thing but without the rotoscoping like see what it looks like without the animation yeah that'd be interesting to watch i mean i'm sure it would be weird to watch because i mentioned fire and ice the ralph bakshi it's a ralph bakshi frank frittetta combo like they both worked on it and they shot like all this stuff with all the main characters are played by actors who like they shot on sets and they actually wore the costumes from fire and ice, which is like pretty ridiculous. Cause it's like bikinis and stuff like that yeah. would be a bizarre movie to watch. Yeah. Or, or like a planet of the apes movie, but you see what the people look like <laughs> as, as the apes when they rotoscope. Well, that's not rotoscope. That's motion capture. Everything without the magic. Like, Oh, someone needs to get yeah. like, I don't know, like, the Avengers or something like make a separate DVD where it's the entire Avengers movie, but without any, any CGI. The, it's the exact same movie, but no CGI. So it's just nothing but green screens and people in stupid, uh, mocap suits. They did what? that for, uh, uh, what was it when the, the, that studio they're doing the, uh, I guess protest cause that studio was going out of business. Oh yeah. And they had the footage from, they showed pictures of Life of Pi. And it's this kid with like basically a stuffed animal tiger. And you're like, oh my God. Pre-CG, this is how it was done. Yeah. They showed a, a couple others, but the Life of Pi one was kind of funny. Because that movie's like pretty much all CG except for the kid. I kind of consider rotoscoping in the same way uh, mocap is for CG. Because people, people uh, don't consider that like real acting like who's that guy who plays the Andy Circus? Andy Circus, yeah. Like he's so, he's so good as in Mocha. Yeah, people but so many like pretentious art people say that that's not real acting. Well, people say that, but like anytime like when Andy Circus he was in the Avengers for just that one scene, like he never looks or acts the same in any movie. Yeah. Like he just and he has a real you have to have a phys, it's a physical presence. And that's part of acting. And when people say that, I always go, well, you, you know, you don't really understand what acting is if you think. I don't know. I, but he's – Andy Serkis is actually brought in like he was both an actor in the Avengers and he had to advise Mark Ruffalo how to act for motion capture. Like he's an advisor now for a lot of movies for motion capture because he's like considered the best motion capture actor ever. Because mm -hmm. he was King Kong. He was Caesar. He was uh, – oh. Gollum. Bunch of assholes who don't know art. They also, the same with the people who who think who think voice acting is easy. Like, fuck them. <laughs> no, that's... Oh, I hate... I like when people are like, like, yeah, voice acting is like, you just say it a bunch of times, go home. Oh, God. You don't even know. You know, fun voice, you know. I go to work with my pajamas. That's literally every single voice actor interview ever. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm the actual voice actor in this place. I've been paid for my work. Let me tell you, it was not easy rising where I am. It was not. Is Rose opening that part of that one movie, uh, Mars Need Moms or whatever? Uh, well, that's uh, mocap suits. Uh, oh, yeah. Fuck that shit. It's kind of the CG equivalent of rotoscoping. Absolutely. This question. Only a man says, question. Can you talk about Lego Batman? Can you? 
Next question. Yeah, can you? Why you gotta ask us? Yeah. yeah, why do you ask us, huh? Yeah. Uh, don't forget You're... to ask those questions under the, the uh, phrase question. <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> what the fuck? Can you talk here? Uh, he was in the Lego movie. That was a good movie. Will Arnett was a good voice. They're going to make a movie about it. Yeah, did you mean the video game? What else did they mean? I don't that man was kind of a douche. I don't know. Block this guy. Blocked. Fucking <laughs> blocked to hell. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, I bet that kid was like all excited. He goes, man, I can't wait to get home on Tuesday and listen to the Pan Pizza podcast. Get them answer my question. Man, life's been rough. I got humiliated at school today. My mom won't even talk to me. And then I'm going to hear my my question. Hopefully this will, this will curve my lifelong depression and turn around my life. And then he hears this. He goes, never mind. <laughs> suffer misery. Then he like gets then he gets into metal and starts wearing all black and then he goes through a weird teenage period of rebelling against the world, but then he realizes he has nothing left to fight for and becomes an accountant in the Aww. Midwest and has a couple kids. <laughs> then after his kids go to college he eventually has a midlife crisis and a convertible. And then, and then he leaves his wife for a younger woman who doesn't really respect him. And then he dies of a heart attack at 64. Oh. After all that huge adventure that he went to, he had like nightmares of us just reading that, that question and making it's fun of It's all because of Pan. Suck it. I, I, I really thought while I was doing that, someone was going to stop me. No, no. I don't. They wanted to stop. I wanted to know this is life. I was in it for the journey, man. The ride never the ends. I like this character. That's actually, really... actually, that's what was on his tombstone. The ride never ends because yeah. he loved riding oh, this yeah. convertible I, around I the Midwest and Ohio. I think what? his kid becomes a YouTube star. Yeah. I, I want. See, I want to know what the kid who I just did his whole life thinks of that. That's pretty <laughs> freaky. What I just did to that guy. I'm sorry, whoever, whoever's question. That, that kid is gonna grow up to be um. Inc- he he was incredible. And now he's gonna grow up to be Syndrome from the Incredible. <laughs> what, wait, what's what's the what's the username? Oh, where was it? Um, I don't want to know the username. Don't say the username. Just, only a man. Only a man. Podcast. Yeah, he was only a man. Not yet. <laughs> he not, wasn't a not, man. Not, he was a boy. He was only a man <laughs> who drove nah. a convertible in the Midwest. <laughs> Listening to Def Leppard, he was like Rock of Ages, and he turned it up. <laughs> Actually, th- this is this isn't a story, but I saw this once. I was like walking in New York, and I saw this bald guy in a nice car smoking a huge cigar, blasting Def Leppard, and I was like, man. I don't know that guy at all, but he has life figured out. Like he's just like he's just like fuck you. I'm smoking a cigar, blasting Def Leppard. Didn't care about it. He was like he was like photograph is an awesome song. Next question. One only way to live. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not answering a question at all. Okay. Whew. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we didn't answer your question. We just told you what your whole life was going to be like. <laughs> Okay, next question. Zoom Zam from space. Question. 
What shows do you find to have the best original songs, and do you ever listen to the songs from cartoons outside of watching the show, like when you're at work? Also, you guys probably hear this a lot, but thank you so much for the podcast. For the past couple of months, I've been struggling with depression and anxiety issues, and this podcast has made me happy on the shittiest days, and has made me laugh no matter how bad I feel. Thanks, smiley face. Jim, do not talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, I'm so glad I did not do that bit on this question. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, thank you for watching. What was their name? Uh, Zoom Zam from Space. That's that's a pretty fucking awesome name, I have to say. You 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 won in the YouTube naming contest. <laughs> yeah, but did did you listen to any songs? Do you like any original songs from cartoons? I like the gem music actually. I I'm I like all that 80s stuff. I I like uh it's, I don't know. It's painfully 80s. Yeah. It is painfully 80s. I like Twilight in Paris. Because it was the when I was into Gem, it was the summer of midnight in Paris, and I kept thinking like someone should just change the title list to be like Midnight in Paris instead of Twilight in Paris. Yeah, yeah. but I've listened to that one. I don't know. I've listened to a bunch of. I can't think of any other. Well, the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack was like oh, yeah. I was, that was like all of sophomore year of college for me. It was playing that a lot. Yeah, like uh, I think my some of my favorite original songs from a cartoon are um. Hey Arnold, it's the, all the songs are available online. It's by this composer named Jim Lang. Yeah, just look up Hey Arnold soundtrack. There's so many good ones. It's, it's mostly a jazz lounge music that they would use. Yeah. Oh, banging on a trash can. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. Drumming on a streetlight. From Doug. Uh, I, or oh. Happy Happy Joy Joy. I listened to a lot as a kid. I l- oh, love it. Nice. Oh, I mean, you ever, you just hear that weird song from a cartoon, and it's just this all these obscure lyrics, and like, what is this? And I want to find the full version of it. Like, Courage had a lot of those. Or Adventure Times had some good songs. I wish they released the soundtracks to like uh, Samurai Jack or Courage, but like Steven Universe, like they they release all their songs, and there's a lot of good original songs in the background. That uh, one of the shows that has a pretty good uh, soundtrack. Uh, Generator Rex, I actually contacted the guy who made the music, uh, Kevin Manthe. He also made the music for Invader Zim, Shallon Showdown, and some uh, superhero movies like uh, uh, a lot of Marvel uh, direct-to-DVD movies. I mean, uh, DC direct-to-DVD movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave me uh, lists of the songs, like uh, Straight Out of Luck, the song from uh, Badlands, uh, uh, Fallen Down by It's Revert, uh, Fallen Down uh, in Reverse uh, from Rabble. It, uh, Generator Rex had this really aw- awesome rock soundtrack, and a lot of the songs were, uh, they had to edit some of them for television, but yeah. a lot of the songs were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, oh, the Mastodon song from the Aqua Teen movie. I like that song. Or actually, I actually saw Death Clock live, so, and I had the album, so. I listen to that a lot. Oh, yeah. Also, Home Movies had a lot of good songs by Brendan Small because he also made uh, Death Clock. Well, one of the yeah. people who made Death Clock. Oh, the Kafka musical is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Ken, you have a favorite song from a show? No. Songs are gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. That was, that was good. That was good. I didn't see that coming. Oh, no. Yeah, let's go into the next question then. Um, hmm. 
Satoshi Takio Speed Painter question which website is more better for artists like myself to be noticed Tumblr or DeviantArt they're both horrible also is there any <laughs> chance I could join your podcast Pansen I don't know you who are no. you no more guests we're done Pansen do not deny this boy well okay the answer to your question like I, I say Tumblr since if you put on DeviantArt the thing is kind of isolated there but on Tumblr if you tag it, because uh, if you want, you have to tag it only. You can only give it five tags. The rest they will not work in the search. But like, if you tag it, uh, people will eventually find it and can like reblog it and spread it around better. And so I, I mean, get- it depends on what you're doing. Just make sure you tag yourself. Just consider it four tags. That isn't whatever your artist name is. Well, we'll tag yeah. it like what what the subject is. Like a uh, I don't yeah. know, Teen Titans, Raven, stuff. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> like things that you post. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you post it, like people search, people are into that stuff search for a while and you don't know how something I've everyone's, I think, had posts on Tumblr that suddenly just explode and you don't know why. And it's because of the search. Tumblr is one of the biggest image search engines on the Internet now, I think. So, yeah, yeah. so just you should Tumblr. Tumblr is better to like market your stuff. Yeah, because like I don't know, like uh, the the creator of Chowder and Harvey Beaks recommends Tumblr over DeviantArt now, and I heard several other people do. I mean, you yeah. could do both. I don't see why. Yeah, you, know. you could do both. You could do that. You could <laughs> just do both. Yeah, you could just you could just mail your paintings to people, and maybe one of them will be somebody. Or you could that would do work. nothing. That's also an option. Well, you could always do nothing. You can always do nothing, kids. Don't. Don't let your parents tell you you can't do nothing because you can always do it. Yeah, show them. Yeah. <laughs> show them. Lay on your couch. Listen to the Pizza Party podcast and be like, shut up, mom. I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Jim told me to. Yeah, same. Jim told me to. <laughs> Lyra Chan. Question. If you could live in any video game, anime, movie, or cartoon universe, what universe would it be in? It's- this question was already asked. Uh, did we? I don't think so. Not not I on would, the podcast. Uh, no. I would live in the Pizza Party podcast universe. Well, there's nothing here. It's just there's there's no visuals. It's just audio. Well, uh, oh, okay. You, you just stand still going. in the same place without moving. Oh, Dude. you know what? I would live in Tomorrowland. Uh, but you said that movie's a pilot. <laughs> no, it's a joke. I don't know. I would probably just live. Uh, in the first Clerks movie, but not the second one, just the first. <laughs> There's no color in this universe. But it, it looks kind of cool. I could just it, show up and rent movies. And oh yeah, a land where VHS is still a thing. <laughs> I mean, you you can also go into the Be Kind Rewind universe. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What would you guys pick? I, I pick like Jet said, Radio. Any any place that's like a city. A colorful, bright city, Sunset Overdrive, something like that. Mega XLR. Well, maybe not that because the city will get destroyed <laughs> every week. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, I, I wish we talked about the Mega XLR pilot because I love that pilot so much. Uh, I'll talk about it now. Five seconds. Go. Okay, okay, it was really okay. Mega <laughs> was a really cool pilot. These guys find a robot in a in a junkyard, and it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, these guys find a giant robot in the in the junkyard, and it just and they program it to do like Street Fighter moves and like shoot flames or whatever, and ha- they they painted hot rod flames on it. It's really it's like they they don't. It was fun. It, they just didn't give a shit. I they love destroyed that show. everything. Yeah. Destruction. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
regular show's universe is also cool because that's my I don't uh, know. Oh, I would I would live there. Any, I'm I'm with uh, that. Any universe that's just, that's filled with VHS tapes, I'll take. Yeah, or that laser disc battle episode was pretty that, amazing. Like no kid is gonna understand that unless they knew what a laser disc was. I like that connecting to the internet would have destroyed everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love when regular show just gets this like very specific on their humor on like, yeah, you have to understand what this is to get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys have ones? Not really, no. Uh oh, oh I know. Well, uh, Dragon Ball, so I can die and come back to life and die again because Goku is a shitty ass hero. Yeah, fuck you, Goku. He's a <laughs> shit. Failed us. Let the world fucking blow up again, why don't you? Goku, why? I trusted why? you. <laughs> oh, and I guess one last question we can do. Wait, you got one ace hero? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. you gonna pass me up? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd pick Mega Man, uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Uh, it's my favorite video game series, and honestly, just being able to actually jump into the computers i don't know it's like uh it's kind of like sword art online but it, it but like you know not less shit. incest yeah a lot less incest the, the main ba- uh, the, hang on let me just say the main bad guy in sword art online season two is the, the bad guy one of the bad guys is named death gun oh death but it, gun whoa. but the gun shot send you to the shadow realm right Death gun. Whoa. <laughs> is that all you're going to say the rest of the podcast? I can't. Like, why would you fucking. I mean, maybe it sounded cooler in Japanese, but like, death gun. Death gun. Death gun. <laughs> like, you might as well call your character Murder Face. <laughs> kill, kill, kill bad guy. Kill guy. No, I could have said kill a kill. <laughs> but, I could be. I could be naked all the time and nobody cares. It'd be cool there because uh, Death Gun would make sense because everything there is so ridiculous. <laughs> well, I forget what you were saying, Ace. Oh, yeah. Battle Network on Mega Man. So a really good video game. It was underrated. And honestly, uh, there's no incest. But, I mean, if, oh, if you man. wanted to, you could you could maybe you do it with a with a virtual computer program. Yeah, well. Hey, I just realized your name, Ace Hero. Like, your name is, you know, there's a show named, there's now a show named Ace hero, part-time hero. No, that's Pen Zero. Oh, damn it! I thought it was yeah, the same thing. Fuck you! Do not put me with that. Oh, <laughs> I, I saw one episode. I thought it was really clever. The president episode, whatever. But hey, one last question. Not Chuck Productions. Question: What are some of the dumbest things your school made you do, and what was the worst field trip you gone on? Uh oh, two. One answer to both questions, Shrek the Musical. Oh, you really have Shrek the Musical at your school? No, I was just because I heard kids had to do that. No, everything, every, I, what I did anytime towards the end of school, they'd make you go to a pool party, which basically meant you'd be stuck outside at a pool with everyone from school. And in fifth grade, it sucked. And then like every end of the year, they would make us do this. So then one year I preemptively said I had to go to a wedding like four months ahead of time. <laughs> and I like got out of it and my <laughs> and I fake sick and I got to stay home. And then my parents found out like that night that I that I had planned out avoiding this pool party. But it worked. So believe in something, kids. Yeah, I think this. I think one of the stupid things my school ha- had us do is like, I think it, it was pointless busy work, but did anyone ever have to do like crossword puzzles? Yeah. Those things where it's like, 
a bunch of letters and you need to find words in them. It was so stupid. Like for Spanish class, we had to do that. It was like, why are we doing this? This, why are we forced? We, why do we have to complete doing this? Because I hated this. I hate unnecessary busy work. And then when you tell, when you call them out on it, they'd always be like, "No, this is important." And then they they just start sounding like the peanuts from the peanuts parents. You know, there was one time they were like, they're like, "Well, if you don't, if." You, if you uh, don't go on the ski trip, you can stay with us and learn about Annapolis. And I was like, that sounds like yeah. the most worst thing ever. I just imagine that Simpsons joke where it was the Simpsons trip. Krusty the Clown trading cards. It goes, Krusty visits relatives at Annapolis, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think, but when, it, when someone says bad field trips, I just think of the... The trip to the box factory in the Simpsons. Oh yeah, <laughs> and where people thought I like Bart that he can, died. He, he, but then at the end, Bart can answer like what kind of box it is. Remember, he's like, "Oh, that's a corrugated number thirty-five box." <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out because he ended up on uh, the the Krusty Show as that kid who broke shit. Oh yeah, I didn't do it. That was it. Yeah. Do you guys have any other ones? I do. I don't know about Ken. I don't know. Okay, How was your school? Okay, so it wasn't what they made me do, but what the stuff we could do because it was a small school. We had nothing to do. They started taking away stuff that we could do, like uh, phones and stuff like that. And I mean, it was a small school, maybe 25, 30 kids. Basically, we got so bored one day, we broke all the kitty toys because it was also a daycare. Then we got so bored that we found giant weeds growing, like these giant... Uh, uh, bamboo like leaves, uh, we- weeds, and we literally just went wop, wop, and started whipping each other with them. Yeah. And then when they said to stop doing that, then we took the straws from our lunch and started smacking each other with those, leaving like we were smacking each other with them for no reason until they told us to stop doing that. Then one day they told us to, uh, a couple of us had to stay past school because of the you know, aftercare and all that shit. And then me and my cousin. Versus two other kids started a pinecone war across the parking lot. Wait, people did well, pinecone we wars? That's a thing that people did? Oh, it was, it was, yeah. Like, we, we, we were, we, uh, we had a broken down basketball goal and the other guys had a, uh, had a dumpster. So they were hiding behind that and I had a plastic bat. So as they were throwing them, I was knocking them back and my cousin was hitting them every time. We barely got touched. And then when we ran out of pinecones, we started using rocks. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then the, here's the funny part. They, I, we had little to no coverage, and I'm just knocking the rocks back with a bat. Then my cousin takes a big, flat, sharded rock, and he skips it all the way across the parking lot. And when it hits the dumpster, it bounces right under. It's the bottom of the dumpster and explodes. And then you hear them going, ow, 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 guys. <laughs> Those guys were so... What the fuck? <laughs> they had cuts everywhere. Fuck. So Oh, it was hilarious. Ken, do you have one thing? No. Oh, well, school is stupid. I guess this yep. is the end of the podcast, everyone. Uh-huh. Who are you people? Hi, I'm Jim. Hi, I'm uh, Shing Shong. Uh, no. Prepare yourself for rush hour uh, six. Oh, yeah. This time with dicks. Uh, shit, I couldn't say Gurren Logon. I'm Ace the Wim Rider. Yeah, goodbye, Ace. Yeah, and I'm Re- I'm Rebecca Sugar and Emily at the same time. It's me. I was secretly Rebecca Sugar the whole time. Oh God! Steven Universe pre- <laughs> season two starts <laughs> this summer, fuckers. <laughs> 
Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Can't wake up. Wake me up inside. Save me. Call my name and save me from the dark. Wake me up. Bid my blood to run. Can't wake up. Or I come undone. Save me. Save me from the nothing I've become.